My internet connection looks bad. Are you on the right one? That's not a good sign. I have one dot. That's not good. Oh shit! My internet looks really bad. Are you are you on the right one though? Remember, there's two. My internet looks fucked up. Hey, uh, should I be on Oceanfront or Spectrum Setup Twenty Eight? Spectrum Can Setup Twenty Eight. Yeah. Oh really? Man, yes. my internet's bad. Bam, we're live. Do I look chunky? Yeah. yeah the greatest news source on the internet today, my internet's fucked up. <laughs> uh, good morning, Anomaly. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Dude, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Hey, it seriously, it, it, can you hear me? Anomaly, can you hear me or is my connection all jacked up? I can hear you good. Nah, you And it, it just got clear too, so looks good. Do I look good? Do I look like I'm 25 or do I look like I'm 50? 23. You look 23. Oh, good. Yeah, this connection is dope. Unless you want to look 25, whatever, you know? (laughs) Hey, um, uh, first off, as I walked by my wife, she said to tell uh, Dream Rare what's up. Oh, thank you. Tell her I said hi. 380 guests. She's never said that about a single guest. Yeah. You Crazy. picked a winner then. She's got good taste in, in news. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I appreciate she, it. She, when she met me, I had long hair. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> uh, you are the most reliable. There are some amazing people um, that we have access to today. I just want to start with the great James O'Keefe. I like, like oh, dude, um, p- p- build a little statue on President Lincoln's lap on the memorial of James O'Keefe. Like, goes hard. Whew, oh, but what you are doing, you are the only reliable, you are the only real reliable news source, broad news source available to me today that I know of. And there's great people out there, but they're not as concise as you. They're not as frequent as you, and they're not as topical as you. And I have to assume that you have ideas that are way off the fucking in outer space that you suppress and you don't, sh- and you don't share. You just keep it logical and real. I try. Yeah. I guess when you have a bigger, I mean, I try to say what I think, but you know, definitely I, you got to think a little bit more. And also there's millions of things going on every day. So I guess that's kind of part of it. I appreciate the compliments. Thank you. But uh, it's yeah, an observation. It's not so even much- a compliment. It's, it's, it's just an observation. It's not even a compliment. A compliment would be like, damn, you got nice hair. <laughs> I'm not even saying any subjective shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts with I'm sure you see it too when you log in and there's all information on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're on. And it's it's a lot to intake. And there's usually something everyone's talking about. So I, I try to think about that too is cover current events, but also not to get sucked into certain things. So say like with Trump and Russia collusion, no matter what side of the debate you were on, people just talked about it for three years. And as somebody interested in psychology, what's the psychology? We're not talking about building things and working together. We're talking about this narrative for three years straight that now no one even thinks about. So it's like, what a waste of time as well. I try to work in things that I think are important because sometimes it just feels like we're just arguing. And, you know, there's especially with all the technology we have, there's got to be like a better thing we could do to 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 make the country better or whatever. Yeah. Um, we, we, uh, by the way, this is the executive producer is uh, Matt Souza. He's down below. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's up, man? You're in um, Los Angeles Anomaly? I'm, uh, Orange County now, actually, yeah. I'm in uh, I'm in Newport. Not normally, but I am this week. 
or two weeks. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up on Instagram after this. Yeah, are you close okay. to me? Are we close, like yeah, physically? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, trip. No, I'm and, go ahead. Look out your window. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm homeless, dude. I've, yeah, I've, I've been grifting the whole time just trying to see if, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you have a, um, I know this is uh, awfully private what I'm about to ask you, but do you have a benefactor? Like somebody, uh, d- like, like giving money or something? Yeah, like if I was a big baller liberal and oh, for the last you. three years I saw what happened to my party, I would be like, oh, fuck. I'm jumping <laughs> no, ship and I'm, and no. I'm using this. I'm going to back this dude with some fat. Yeah, fat, no, fat not banker. at all. No? I, have a, I have a Patreon account. Um, you know, I have like people can donate stars or like, you know, badges and, you know, stuff like that. But no, I don't have any big, big backing, like super pack. None of that. It's 100% independent. It's great. How could you not? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, there are I know there are people in positions that are like, hey, I like your stuff, but no one's reached out. I don't I don't really go to like donor meetings. You know, I don't consider myself in politics. I just kind of talk about it. So maybe if you want that type of money, there's a different game you got to play, you know, and I don't don't know. There could be there's got to be some benevolent dude out there who would just be like, hey, this guy's the real deal. um, And I'm just going to cut him a check for 10 grand a month. And just, you know, you don't have one of those. No, I wish definitely people have like donated on Patreon and said, Hey, like, you know, I like what you're doing, but there's not nah, 10 grand a month from somebody just, just to talk. Nah, <laughs> I mean, at the same it's time, it's not just, like, it's nah, not I just wish. talking know, what you're doing. If they would want to control me or, or if they would just, you know, I guess if they just said, Hey, I like what you do and did it through like normal, normal ways, I, I, I for sure would be grateful, but no, nah, no one's, no one's done that. Fascinating. Um, as I dug into you today, I had no idea that you were a rapper. I had, I had no, I had no clue to me. You're just some guy. And I just on Instagram and I'm like, wow, this is, this guy's just keeping me up to speed and, and you allow people. And I, and I hate to say there's a tons of tons of people out there who are intellectually lazy. Right. So they hear, like, I was just looking up the, um, the lady who the 33 year old lady, who's the judge in Florida, who just, uh, um, put a halt to the mask mandates, right? The federal judge in Florida. And I was reading what she was saying, or I was reading the article on CNN about her. And they were saying that she is, um, she has a racist past because she was concerned about someone's citizenship status. And when I used to be intellectually lazy and I was a liberal, I would think, oh yeah, that is racist. Right. Now that I'm not intellectually lazy, I think, wait a second, why does being concerned about someone's immigration status make them racist? That's an enormous leap. <laughs> um, right. But, but what, what I really like about you is the people who are intellectually lazy, who aren't going to change, you're a safe place to land, at least for now, until, like, until Pfizer gets you. <laughs> lazy 10 yeah. grand a month. Until goat gets you. I try to, you know, I I try to think because there's a lot of heat on both sides. I think the left has yes. lost a lot of people because they they used to be so like, hey, like we don't care what you think. Now it's almost like we absolutely care what you think, and you better line up exactly with us. And it's creepy. But even on the right, there's a lot of people that are just nasty sometimes. Or I'm always thinking to myself, I mean, I if someone's like breaking into your house, then yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But when you're talking about politics, if you're trying to actually get through to people, you have to have compassion. And, and the irony is, or I don't know if this is ironic, but, you know, pe- some people were just left wing a year or two ago, which but then the, now they're like treating people like garbage, I guess, like as if they never know what it was like to be 21 or how they felt a few years ago. So I always try to think about it somewhat rationally as like 
first of all, how can I prove my point? And I, I'm not one of these people. I'm, sh- I'm sure you see, like, I don't just like ramble and say things that I'm not really quite sure. I guess I do ramble a lot, but you know, I'm trying to make an argument of like, this is what, here's where I'm getting the information. Here's why I think what I think. And then show it as to make it as clear as possible, because I guess that's what I would want to see when I watch somebody who says, you know, they say something, I go right to Google, not that I completely trust it, but I'm looking for like, where did they find this? And, you know, trying to find both sides of that argument. So instead of making people go search for that, if they are, you know, curious, I try to put it all on the screen and just make it as easy as possible. And also, I guess, you know, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not like a nasty person. So as far as you're you know, not. people being wrong about stuff, I, as long as You're they're not. not like psycho and angry about it, like unfortunately a lot of journalists today, it is what it is to me. I don't really care that much. I, I don't know what a lot of people like to call it critical thinking. Um, I was re- referencing as intellectually lazy. But the good thing about Google is this. They'll say there were 12 people on the bus and 37 people were killed on the bus. And then you can be like, wait, if you can think, you'll be like, wait a second, that math doesn't make sense. How did 37 people die on the bus if there were 12 on the bus? And that's the same thing. That's that's finally by, one of the reasons why I jumped off the uh, – one of the things that finally got me to jump off of being a liberal was the constant attacks of Trump. And then I would search them, and I couldn't find them. So like mm-hmm. the racism towards Mexicans or specifically about crossing the border – um, I was or or the or January 6th riots. I went back and I use all liberal sources. I used all CNN, ABC News, and I go back and I read the transcripts and I'm like, where is he inciting violence? Or if I think what they did and, and then I just do relativity, I compare what they did to Ferguson where they um, lit uh, police departments on fire with police officers inside and did $760 million damage versus um, what they did at the Capitol, which was $30 million damage, no fire. And the vast majority of the videos I've seen, the vast majority are just like, just like shit I would have done in college. Me and my buddies would have just been (laughs) gone in there and smoked a joint or something. You know what I mean? Just fooled around. (laughs) And on the, on the, the Capitol thing too, it's wild. And in Ukraine, there's something, I think it was in 2014, they call it the revolution of dignity. Like it was this amazing thing. Maybe it was, I don't know. I don't really live there. So I I only have outside perspective, but 80 to like 120 people were killed. Dozens of police, like, uh, like almost a hundred citizens, you know, like, like a real insurrection. It literally happens. And the media likes that, you know, so it's like, it's yeah. just the hypocrisy that they're always doing. There's this journalist now, I won't name her because she'll probably cry and say it's hate speech or something, but she's saying she's depressed and suicidal, which is terrible. And I feel is horrible that, for her. Is this the Washington Post one? Yeah. And then she's going and like doxing some lady for running an, a, a Twitter account. So the, just like the hip, hypocrisy of being like, I don't want this to happen to me, but then I'm going to do it to somebody else. And then I'm going to act shocked that it happened to me. Like it's, it's not even politics anymore. It's just like basic humanity. And, and it's these people have no like self-awareness and self-accountability to the point where it's it's almost like funny at this point and fascinating that it's like, you know, it's like this friend that of course you're going to be depressed because you're you're bat s crazy, you know, and you, you have zero self-awareness. It's wild. You come home, you think your wife's out of town. You come home with your mistress and your wife's banging some dude on the couch and you get mad at her. <laughs> but you got your mistress your arm around your mistress it's like what are you doing yeah wait what hey what is what is the what is the d- definition of doxing what is that i guess it, it could be construed by different people but really putting someone's private information to the public so someone consider it posting someone's address you know uh someone consider it posting their full name like if they're an anonymous account just putting them on blast where now people can search 
Yeah. So either posting someone's address or posting their like full information that it may be work information like, hey, this is this person. She works there when, when they run an anonymous account or they're not trying to have their private information to the public. What about um, I, what about big picture stuff? Um, I, I voted for Obama, but there was something he did one time and I wasn't a huge fan of police, but there was something he did. I can't remember the exact words, but he did something once that basically I hear an echo. Does anyone mm-hmm. have a YouTube open? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hear it, but I could I could turn my volume down a little. I don't think it's you. Um, he said something bad about police that kind of like turned the whole country against police. Um. And, and and then and then and then a week or two later, two police officers were killed in Texas while sitting in their car. Hmm. Is, is that a form of doxing, or does it have to be spe- really specific? It has to be specific, and okay. I guess you know it's a fine line because on one hand, you know, I, I now you found out I'm a hip hop artist. Um, you know, I like, was like, like NWA, like NWA saying singing "fuck the police." Is yeah, that doxing? Yeah, ex- exactly. There's there's been an anti cop rhetoric in 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 culture, and then it made its way into politics because that's kind of how it works. You know, politicians. They don't want to lose the, you know, I'm not going to say white vote, but I guess like 80s, 90s, you know, like adult vote. But now the kids are the adults and they like they think F the police. So now those F the police kids growing up on that culture, uh, you know, are, are politicians. So um, I, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's doxing. I guess you could say that's like inciting, but it, that's a slippery slope, too, because then they could say anything you say or Trump says or anybody, you know, your opinion about something and then someone does something crazy they could pit it on you. So yeah, there's the word you could read it, man. It is that, that is some pretty slimy shit to give someone's address. What would be your intention? What would be, what would be my intention for giving anomalies address? Right. Yeah. So that people send them gifts. (laughs) No, it's, there's another thing called swatting, which is also super messed up. I, you know, it happens to a lot of people online that that do like controversial stuff. But it's when you like call the SWAT team and say that there's some sort of threat at your house. So they pull up with guns like as if there's some sort of murder going on, but there's not, which that's crazy illegal. I mean, I think doxing can be illegal as well. But like that, you know, people could get really hurt in that. So these are like these are definitely forms of, uh, you know, just the the evils of, I guess, anything where people take it so far. And they want to, you know, hurt people or, you know, put them on blast. Did you see the um, there was a uh, I think she was she was some sort of medical professional uh, Asian lady. Um, I, I had a link to it. And what's funny, is Anna Wen, to- maybe from CNN. Uh, no, no, this is she's a medical professional and she gave someone a sh- uh, this is recently on her badge. She had a, a, her pronouns. Oh. And, and, and uh, one of the people she was giving uh, a shot to made fun of her. Like, oh, you're you're she her. Thanks for letting me know. And so she per she tweeted that she she purposely pricked him in the wrong spot and no. missed the vein. Have you seen that? No, but I is that true? That's she tough. tweeted it, dude. She tweeted it. Could she go to jail for that? Though? She, I mean, she tweeted that. Well, um, I, and you know what? I think maybe she's a whatever they're called when they're baby doctors when they're doing their internship. Okay, I would think you could almost get sued for that and go to. Pr- I mean, that's like for purposely sure. trying to hurt somebody. I don't know. I mean, especially with those type of injuries, some of them are not from just the product, but it's just the placement. You know, that I know people that have their arm paralyzed from a shot because you know maybe it was you know I don't they might have got the wrong spot or something like that's. 
It's a pretty evil thing to do. That's like, I messed up the surgery because he voted for Trump or something. You're like, uh, you're going to jail. The irony is, is that she wears that badge to not hurt people's feelings, <laughs> supposedly, to make them feel welcome. But when someone doesn't toe her line, she hurts them. It's, 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 it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, these people are clearly like hypocritical and, you know, with all that stuff, I always, I bring up Freddie Mercury cause I think of him as like a super talent when it comes to music, but it's like, if he just stood in downtown Los Angeles and was like screaming, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. Nobody would have liked him, you know, cause it's just like annoying, but instead he just kind of like made a product that people enjoyed and was a personality people enjoyed. So you know, he lived a great life. So I, I don't know. People are so self-righteous nowadays, you know, regardless of what gender you are, you think you are like, just get over yourself. You know, I don't know. I have yeah. long yes. hair. If someone calls me a woman one time, I could get mad and defend myself, but it's like, do I, should I wear a badge? You know, like to, it's, it's just like so self-righteous. It's not, it does, it's not as nice as they think it is. Oh, there well, that's, is, yeah. that's easy for you to say, uh, Mr. Dreamware. That's because <laughs> you don't deal with the struggles of a woke right. North Carolina medical student put on leave after tweeting about deliberately injuring a patient for mocking her pronoun badge. Mm. But she didn't intend to harm the man. Dude, you should see the tweet. Can we see the tweet? The tweet's yeah, like didn't intend to harm is what you say when you're trying to not go to prison, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like there could be a serious mess up with the, that. You know, probably trying to stay out of jail time. Uh, yeah, someone someone writes here um, in the note. Oh, I can't I can't click. Shit doesn't. Oh, there my signal. I can't click anything on the bottom. There oh, here is. we go. The person was trying to start an IV or draw blood and missed a vein on purpose. Hey, do you have do you have favorite software you use? Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Kay Dell. I had, it, by the way, she lives at 333 Mississippi <laughs> Avenue in Los Angeles. Uh, if anyone wants to go to her house and, 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 and give her a hug. I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on to see. I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on see my pronoun pin and loudly laughed to the staff. She, her. Well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? I missed his vein, so he had to get stuck twice. Okay, so maybe she didn't do it on purpose. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely- we don't want to read into anything. Maybe she did it because he was black. <laughs> Let's leave some I doors mean, open. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're being filled with such like rage and rage and emotion. So being emotional, you know, even, even if you're like a warrior or something, like if you're a boxer, you can't be emotional, you'll lose. You have, you have to be calm. You don't see boxers getting too angry because if you did, you you lose. Same with any sport. You get a technical, you're... So there's really no, uh, especially in, I mean, the, the doctor field, you can't be, but I mean, these people, they feel so self-righteous. They hate, I mean, I, this is years ago, but I remember I went on a, a date with somebody in LA and, you know, I didn't really like her that much anyway, so it didn't matter. But, you know, I, I think she asked me about Trump and I said, you know, I think the media is exaggerating about him and I think he's not as bad as they're saying. That's all I said. And she was like, I don't think this is going to work out. It wasn't anyway, but I'm like, this is crazy how intolerant. I didn't say I voted for him, which in my opinion, I have the right to. But I just said he's not as bad as the media said, which is pretty much just factual. They act like he's the return of, you know, Hitler like a thousand times over. So that was enough to like, I'm like, God forbid I actually told her the truth. Like she'd probably freak out and want to punch me or something. I don't know.
<laughs> That's the difference between men and women. Isn't it fascinating? Someone could tell you that they've worked on Hillary's campaign for the last 20 years and they love Hillary to death and um, and they believe that uh, um, that all white people should have to do 75 years of slavery. But if she's got a good body, you'll keep dating her. Like, well, okay, I think there's a chance. <laughs> You're like, right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah absolutely. Your, absolutely. Is that you on Insta can, right there still, though? Can I see that, your that vagina? Right I mean, and then... <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't mean it. Let's wait till after God. I have sex with her. Hey, that's a good, good for anyone listening. That explains men. We are we are we are more focused than you women. You are all scatterbrained. We are extremely focused and disciplined. We stay I like on target. To kind of get to where people are at because, like, if they say they vote left, like I was talking to someone, uh, and they, you know, I just want to hear why they feel that way. And you know, it's like I even if I wasn't interested in them, you know, and I didn't want to like hang out with them anymore or do anything. I like I wouldn't treat them like garbage. I don't know. Maybe I'm just what they pretend to be. I'm actually a nice person. But you know, it's like they could literally be like, I voted Hillary, I'm this and that. I'm just I'm kind of like fascinated at this point. You know, so I'm like, tell me, me more. Too. Like, why do you feel this way? A lot of times, and I'm not trying to be rude, I'm not saying like everybody on the right's perfect, everyone on the left's mentally ill, but a lot of times you do see that they're like wildly Dude. depressed and wildly lost. And then especially like if they're younger, like in their 20s, I kind of feel bad, you know, where I'm like, I'm not going to just make fun of this. I'm like, I feel bad that this girl's lost in L.A., you know, and and is like depressed and doesn't have a good surrounding group. So I just I don't even like make fun of them. I I, I, I look, you just feel really bad. Um, like, how can I help you? Do you need all, all of the all, any all the kids, parents. Um, and, and once again, there's a lot of crazy kids on, on both on all over the political spectrum, but all the kids who have progressive parents end up being crazy kids. It, it is it is the source of anxiety and mental illness because if you don't have boundaries for your kids, they will grow up extremely anxious and they will feel a ton of stress. And I've explained it in other episodes and, and I've had kids on here who, people on here who have like crazy anxiety and I'm like, yeah, you, you were raised progressive. They're like, totally. Yeah, kids don't need that. Kids just need to be taught to work hard and they need really strict boundaries to be free. I take right. my kids to the beach and they know the rules and then we never have to talk again. Mm. Uh, the example I always give is that you don't have kids yet, huh? Anomaly. No. Um, how old are you? 32. Okay. Um, uh, I see parents who let their kids use their touch their cell phone. And so then every day there's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour of fighting over whether the kid can use my cell phone or not. I, my kids don't, um, their life isn't ruined by that. They know they can never touch my cell phone. So they're free from that. So instead of spending an hour every day, can I use your cell phone? Can I play a game on it? Can I listen to music? They don't have to. They already know. They're free. They can be playing Frisbee on the beach because they don't have to worry about that desire. They have boundaries. So they're free. And a lot of parents don't have boundaries for their kids. And so their kids are mentally ill. I have a question for you because, yes. you know, I'm 32. Um, you know, I've heard it because a lot of conservative people say, you know, have children, have them young, have as many as you can. I get that. My parents, my parents divorced when they were like I was three or four. And my father always told me because he got married extremely young. And he was like, when I was married to your mama, I wasn't really ready. He was like, think about how old you were then and what I was dealing with at the time. And I didn't have my stuff together. He was like, you know, wait until you're 30. That was his advice to me because he's like, wait till you have your stuff together. On one hand, I think kids are never a mistake, right? You have them. It's great. Even if it's like, it's, it's a life, it's amazing. But I look at myself at like 25, 26, I, I would have been a horrible father. I had no resources, finances. I was in the middle of LA, not a place to raise a family when you have no money, especially. So now I'm at the place where I'm more settled, et cetera. Now I'm obviously like looking for someone I like, but 
you know, I see some of these like Will Smith relationships where they just got a straight up Jezebel. And, and it's like, you know, I'm sure he doesn't regret his kids are pretty cool. But at the same time, I'm like, my gosh, that to me that I'm like, or like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, she's like punching him. He's like crying. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm so no drama that I, you know, I can't even like, so when do you think it's like a good time or too early, too late? I'm just curious of your opinion. Do you That's have a girlfriend thing. now? Uh, there's someone I'm seeing, but not, I guess not like, uh, not married or like hard dating. The thing. So, so I didn't have my first kid till I was 43. So that should make you happy. Okay, cool. And I'm, and I'm 50 now and I have two five-year-olds and a seven-year-old and, and I'm, and I'm a huge, I'm a huge, um, uh, uh like workout freak. So even last night I'm, I'm in Newport on vacation, even last yesterday after drinking, um, two bloody Marys and two beers throughout the day. Um, I at 1030 at night while I watch, uh, did research on my computer of Dreamware a podcast and listen to your podcast. I sat in front of this computer and I grinded hard for 20 minutes. I did uh, um, 100 burpees and 100 uh, snatches with a 20 pound dumbbell or no 30 pound dumbbell too heavy for me. <laughs> and um, and just cover because because I'm just disciplined as a motherfucker. But what you are doing right now, you're in a, like a total league of your own, man. And I grinded in my 30s, too. In my 30s, I in my 30s, basically, this is going to sound, um, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I was basically the chief marketing officer. I was everything that made CrossFit the fastest growing chain, forward facing. I was like the key component outside of the ideology that Greg Glassman created. I did. I was in charge of the media for the fastest growing chain in history, faster than McDonald's and Subway combined together. This, while I was there, it went from 300 gyms to 15,000 gyms. I was the second person hired on the media team. And when I finished, I was the executive director. We were on all seven continents in 162 countries. And I and now it's only in the last year that, that I've realized, actually in the last few months, I'm like, holy shit, that, I'll, take, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> I, have no, I have no peer in the world. But I did that with my head down grinding in my 30s. Right. And I had that girlfriend my whole time, and I told her we were never going to get married and we were never going to have kids. That's dumb shit. Mm. People who get married are tools of the man, and there's, there's no reason to have kids. Mm. And then at some point, she's like, when we were like 42 and I had a bunch of money, she was like, hey. And I'm like, what? She's like, I want one of those. And she pointed at some lady holding the kid sucking on the titties. And I was like, all right, we can do that. And we pulled the, go and we pulled the goalie after 20 years of practicing um, condom sex, basically. So, yeah, do you think and now I got I three kids and it's the greatest thing in my life, but I'm done. Like, right. I see the work you're doing and I'm like, how does he do that? It's, you, I know it's no I joke. It. You, you have think, to, you I have to get be grinding that. all day, getting the knowledge. And then I know you spend all night putting the piece together and then launching. And you don't it's even get to enjoy it because I it's like, like it, the next piece I, has to be done by enjoy it. I mean, right. the fruits of it. You don't like back in the day, we would publish something on YouTube and sit back for a month and be like, yeah, we did shit. You got to be doing that. <laughs> Instagram's demanding you feed it every day. All the time. Yeah. It's, yes. it, it, it's rough, but it's also like I'm not like lifting bricks or anything. So I consider, you know, I've, I've done farming. So it's like people are like, that must be tough. Like, yeah, it's tough. But at the same time, like not really on a scale of like I could be like, I mean, farming is actually hard. I've, I've done that for a while and it's very laborious. But I guess, yeah, that's that's my thought because I don't, you know, I guess you never want to wait too long. But to be real, I think if you're like a male, you're doing well, you know, you're fit, you, you, you're making money and you're doing successful. You have way, way more options where it's like, you know, a lot of people they are like, you're going to run out and you're going to. But it's like once you got to that point, you accomplished what you wanted to have. Now you can actually take care of a family. Now I'm sure if I don't know what your wife does, but she probably doesn't have to work, you know? So it's like, there's a huge benefit to also 
get like I, I know conservatives that will tell me like you have your kids in your 20s and I think it's amazing but it's like for me I, there's zero percent chance I would have been like a loyal husband a good father oh there's I'd have never been loyal I'd have never been loyal like in the dumpster or something I had no money so how <laughs> the hell am I gonna have a family so now I'm in a good place but also I don't want to squander it you know I and I'm not saying every woman would but I see these Will Smith relationships and it, it makes me laugh because I'm like I could never even get to that point because I'm I'm almost like selfish in a way where like one eighth of that came my way. I would have been like, you got to go out the door because I've, I've built, you know, you're not going to ruin my entire life in, in five minutes when I built this for 10 years. I can't believe some guys put up with that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't think that there's any rush. I th- I do think, though. I do think this, and my, and my wife didn't have her first kid till she was 39. And, and, and we ended up, she just ended up, you know, she, she does CrossFit too. She eats well. So she just had the babies on the living room floor and, and we just roll. But I do think that my wife's known since we've been together 20 years, she's seen it all. Right. I mean, she's seen it all. And, and like, she, she accepts me for who I am. And, and that, that, that is kind of important. You, the person, the woman who's going to get you, and this is a huge topic of 380 shows we've done in the last year. If you want to be with someone great like Dreamware, you, 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 you don't know what it's like to be with the fastest man on the planet. You don't get to, like, it's not normal. Mm. He's, not, he's not normal. If you're a girl and you want a normal relationship, Dreamware is not for you. That's true. He's not. He, he's not because you're great. And, 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 and great is not, um, there, is, there is no depiction anywhere in media of what it's like to be with a great man or a great woman. Right. You have Appreciate to be, you it. have to. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it, you, it's, it's a lot of sacrifice, but there's a lot of reward, you know, it's, totally. I, I can you should be lucky that you have a front row want, seat to greatness. You should be lucky. You have a front row seat to greatness. Sorry. What did you say? Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chop up that clip and I'm a, I'm gonna just play it on my phone <laughs> for any girl I ever see. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, you know, just letting you know, <laughs> they'll run away real fast. Like what a douchebag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I never stayed in one place for more than five days for like three years. I was always traveling, always had my camera, always editing. Um, you, you, you always have to be working out. No, I would come home from, um, being in Africa, working all day, then going to dinner somewhere, getting drunk off some fucking local illegal alcohol, and then still do a hundred burpees in my room. Like <laughs> there is no quitting us. Right. So is it is it is it good to do burpees after you drink? I don't know because sometimes yes, I don't yes, drink always. Much, you should always you know, do sometimes burpees. Sometimes you're feeling hyped up off the alcohol, but I'm I'm always like. I don't do know the if burpees. it's time to go to the gym right now. Ten, <laughs> ten, 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 <laughs> ten, if no matter how fucked up you are, um, you, you got the triple COVID Omnicron and you're in your six shots of Bacardi deep. You, you just set a timer and you do 10 burpees on the minute for 10 minutes, take a hot shower and go to bed. You feel like a king. Everyone. Right. Knows I do that. like doing burpees or like on the beach and stuff. I like a good, a good nature workout, you know? Yeah. Uh, what software do you use? What, what do you, what are your tools for this? Just, constant uh, well can you can you play the um the the most recent thing he posted matt the elon musk one i loved what that what did you post that this morning uh yesterday i think yeah, yeah. okay i woke up to that this morning it was the first thing i hit by the way something i do to support dream uh dream rare i repost every time he comes into my feed i repost Thank you, you have an obligation that. to repost o'keefe and anomaly you have an obligation by the don't way, I don't, I don't spend any not ad shadow- revenue, so that's all, that I appreciate it. That's all how it spreads is like through word of mouth, so I appreciate that. 
If 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 you're I I'm, I'm starting to think that <laughs> if you're not shadow banned, you're either fucking intellectually lazy or you're a bitch. <laughs> I, I'm seriously. I thought of that when I was going through your pieces. If you are not shadow banned, you are you are on the wrong side of history. You are you are. It's it's um it's becoming so obvious. And to all my friends out there who are famous and rich, and you're not shadow banned, like fuck off. I'm starting. My threshold post the, for you post is post an unpopular opinion. Man up. Get called a racist, nut. Yeah, serious. Get called a homophobe a few times. Come on. Yes. All the cool kids are doing it. Yes. Is this the clip? Yeah, this is it. This is good. I like this. This is the one with the banana. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It, it takes a fucking man child to have a, eat a banana in public. Here we go. Elon Musk responded to the Netflix stock dropping by saying the woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. Someone followed up with woke mind virus is the biggest threat to the civilization. Elon Musk said, Yes. Now, I don't care what you think about Elon Musk, but you have to admit, it's pretty funny that perhaps one of the only cool people left in left-wing culture considers left-wing ideology the biggest threat to civilization. Let me know what you think. Also, aren't bananas pretty cool? It's got like a protective layer. They just grow. It's crazy. So Elon Musk <laughs> responded to the net. I was eating a banana like as I was filming and I just thought like I didn't even like play. I was just like, oh, it'd be kind of funny if I just ate it on camera because sometimes I'm drinking my coffee. So I was like, oh, let me just see how this works ever since i've been a young man if i see anyone eating a banana in public the the 13 year old boy in me wants to snap a picture of it i know know. it's the the dick in the mouth metaphor (laughs) i'm looking for a woman (laughs) i swear well the people do this to me with a drink so like you know i'm not I don't drink that much and I, I like beer. I'll take a shot. It depends who I'm with, where I'm at. Like if it's St. Patty's Day, I'm trying to really turn up or I'm just like at a thing. But, you know, if I'm just sitting at dinner and I want a drink or two, a lot of times I look for the drink with ingredients that I like and that I consider like somewhat healthy. And a lot of time it's like fruit agave and like people are, oh, that's a girly drink. And I'm like, since when did girls get fruits? You know, I, I don't know. Like, why is that a girl? I can't eat an apple or something. So I, I'm not picking it because of the color. It's like pink. It's just like watermelon. These are things rather than like soda. You know, I'm not trying to drink like Diet Coke and Jameson. Yeah. I'm trying Those to people drink are like, biologists. What do they know? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> hey, tomorrow cut a papaya in half. How can they know what drink to drink? Tomorrow, cut a papaya in half and start your show like this. <laughs> well, then you're kind of asking for it, but it's also kind of funny. You know, as long as you're man enough to not care about the consequences, like eating a papaya like that in public is just like entertaining. You know? And then people are like, what's that? Like on the park bench, you're like, okay. Um, t- t- um, so, so what software are you using? Are you using Adobe Premiere? Are you, do you work in your cell phone? How, how, how is this content for the, the creative side of you? What are your tools? Yeah, so for the longest time, all I used was uh, to film. And still, most of my videos are filmed this way. But just my cell phone. I think I have an iPhone X. And I just use the cell phone um, and then upload it. And then, but I, I'll use a microphone. I have a blue microphone. So I, it's just like a USB one. It's pretty easy. So I'd use the mic and the cell phone and it would look pretty good. I recently got a Logitech Brio, um, you know, I guess webcam. I wouldn't buy it again because it, it just seems like since I got it, my computer's been freezing. It's never froze. It's weird. Sometimes it like glitches and stuff. So, you know, it'll like pulse. So I, I wouldn't buy it again. It said it was like the only 4K camera. So do you use like a webcam? Because I got to get a different one. This one kind of glitchy. I know. Well, right now I, I'm with my traveling setup. Okay. So I got this. Um, I have I have a, uh, the newest Mac Pro, which is 
I mean, it's crazy expensive. It's like seven grand fully loaded, but it's nuts. Okay. It's nuts. And then I, I have the roadcaster so I can take live call, like live calls. Oh, cool. And so I usually do, um, this is when I'm lazy, I do a live call in show. Oh, that's cool. And then I just like post stuff that, and then I talk about stuff that you posted. So I steal your shit to do my live YouTube show. <laughs> cool. It's He's all, it's people. all, it's funny when I see people, especially with information, like one time somebody hit me up and they said, you know, this person's running around saying you stole his thing, like, like his idea for this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't, I make so many videos. I don't even know what he's talking about, but there are times where like, I'll take, you know, like a, a video of Lori Lightfoot from Chicago or, you know, one time there was this thing that someone had, I couldn't post cause there was music in it, you know, and it wrote like that would have like flagged my video. So I had to like recreate it. But to me, it's like, I'm giving information. So I'm like, I, I want people to take it. You don't, I don't even care if I get credit, you know, it's like, I don't dictate right. these ideas or thoughts or it's like, everybody's talking about the same stuff anyway. So I just thought it was funny. Someone was trying to like gatekeep it. So even if someone was like, Hey, I'm taking, I'm like, that's why I'm saying it. It's not, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that people just act semi-normally and stop stealing my tax money so much and locking me in my house and putting masks on my face. That's kind of the goal. So, <laughs> yeah, I never I, I don't care for your safety, though, Remember? for my safety. Yeah, I, right. I mean, you know, so, so you, you so you use your iPhone and, and, and you use a professional mic um, to, right. and, and obviously audio is crazy important. But but what about all the green screen shit you do or the stuff you have coming up on the screen? There's no ed- oh, how do you what editing? Final software cut. It's all final cut. Wow. OK. And By you, the way, also Final Cut just did an update, and now th- there's like one thing I do with transitions, like a fade in, fade out. It's broken now, so it's like I don't know. Like this might just be like a random mistake, but I want to hear your side on the technology. Like I almost feel like, and, and I felt that this was coming, but and I'm blaming woke culture for it. But say like uh, on your phone, there used to be um, autocorrect. I remember like 15 years ago when I was in high school. It was perfect. Like I would just start typing something and it would know my words before I knew my words. And it was smooth and it was quick and it was amazing. Now autocorrect is wrong every single time. They're like Kentucky. And I'm like, I I never even typed Kentucky. And I'm talking like ketchup. So it's like, it's getting worse. And this is like, it is getting worse. And now I can't even use it. So I, I almost feel like, I don't know. I don't know if this is why, but it's like, they're so worried about their pronouns and stuff that the the tech side of certain things and like the workability, like Google, YouTube, it, they're making it like crappier, you know, than, than it used to be almost. So Final Cut is great, but it doesn't work for me anymore. But that's what I used to do my transitions. When when I went um, the very first day Final Cut Pro came out, they were this was in like 2000. I don't know, something one. I, I, I bought Final Cut. I was li- I was homeless at the time. And I bought final with every cent I had. I think maybe I used my girlfriend's credit card time. I, I I bought Final Cut Pro and the computer laptop it runs on. I couldn't believe. And up until then, I had always wanted to edit, but you had to go like to a building at a public access studio, and there's where all those fucking weirdos are, right? <laughs> and and you had to and you had to use that shit. So for like five years, I used Final Cut Pro seven 12 hours a day. Mm. Like I, I just lived in a car with it plugged into a cigarette lighter and I just made content, content, content. This is before YouTube. I have to play it on public access. And then they switched to Final Cut Pro 10. And just imagine it ruined me. I basically stopped editing because I could edit so fast on Final Cut Pro 7. And it was the only thing I used. And then Final Cut 10 came and it was nothing like Final Cut 7. Nothing. Right. The whole platform fucking changed. It was crazy. And yeah. uh, it's weird. That, that was a really weird experience I had with technology. That really fucking set me back. That rocked me. 
Yeah, I guess they're always trying to update. Even like Facebook, Instagram, at first, a lot of times you're like, oh, this sucks. Like stories suck, you know, real suck. But then you kind of get used to it. Yeah. Um, that happens sometimes with technology. But I do think sometimes they definitely mess up. Like autocorrect, I'm convinced, is way worse than it was 10 years ago. And I almost feel like it Yeah, no one's ever – I've never said duck you. And, yeah. yet for, <laughs> and yet now for 10 years, all I get is duck. You. It's like, Maybe they're, hey, trying dude. To, they're trying to tell you to stop cursing. You know, they're they're, they're your liberal <laughs> overlords being like, yo, it's not, you know, don't, don't, don't use that word. Don't offend. How, how do you know? Um, how do you know um, to not step over the boundaries? Do you not wait until you have like some sort of definitive proof? Like, like, like the thing when the when the vaccine first came out, how like how did you treat like the thing where the quarter stuck to people's arms? How does someone like you treat that? You're right. I I feel like your news is so reliable, but right. that gets so much bad press that even if it were true, it might fuck with you. Like you're like oh, I don't know if I should do that. Right. I guess when that I'm I'm skeptical of anything, but I guess my my first thing is this, and this was always when I started. I'm even more careful now because of fact checkers. It's almost made me like better at what I do because they're such psychopaths and they lie all the time. But you know, I don't like fake news. I'm not looking for some random lie. I don't care if it's Fox or CNN. So I want to be accurate. So that's always what I'm thinking. It's like if I know something, I'm going to say. It. If I don't, I don't. If I, I, I can't, I'll tell you when it's my opinion. I'll tell you what it's based on, but I don't want to just like run. I'm not that type of person. So with the quarter thing, here's my first thought. I never posted about it, but I was like to, to do an experiment, you know, there's, there's a way that you have to do it. So, you know, you have to get what, what would be like a control group, which is what nobody was doing that was posting that stuff and find out, okay, if a quarter sticking to somebody's arm, that's vaccinated, uh, that's interesting, but like, does do, I don't know enough about magnetic of humans and stuff. Does it stick to somebody's arm that isn't vaccinated? And what I found was I, I knew somebody, <laughs> you know, that posted, she wasn't vaccinated and she had like metal stick to her chest. So that would be, this is would be, if I was to post about it, I wasn't interested, but I would have to do the research. Maybe humans are magnetic in some form. Cause I see non-vaccinated people having stuff stuck to them. Was this a phenomenon five years ago before the vaccine even came out? So this is what I would go through just in order to even think about posting that because that's really like a real experiment. You, that would be like me, you know, drinking water, something happening, be like, well, just I drank the water. So that's what it happened. That's not a real experiment. So, you know, I'm that that was my first take. And then I started seeing people doing stuff like that and being like, oh, wow, it does stick to me. Oh, maybe that's because they're vaccinated and it's coming out. And I'm like, go back four years before this vaccine was even out and try to find videos of, you know, if that's something that some people, for whatever reason, things stick to them. I'm not really sure. It's kind of like when you rub, you know, a balloon sticks to your head, like there's friction. There are weird things in science that people don't understand. So I'm, that would, that, that's where my mindset. Um, I, I would repost those people's things in my story. And people would be like, hey, you're spreading false information. I'd be like, yo, yo, yo. I, like, I'm just reposting what someone, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like this um, spot of, 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 of all truth and news. I'm just reporting on what someone else is reporting. This is just an idea. Right. I don't know if I believe it either. Like, feel free to chime in. But people would just right, right away attack me. The same thing with the microchips. That was like a big thing, too. Do you remember all those pictures of like those little tiny Hitachi microchips that you could that fit inside of a needle? Did you ever see those pictures going around Instagram? I heard people talking about the speculating that that was what they were doing. But I don't know that I've ever seen the picture of it. And so you keep all that stuff at bay until, and if you d did want to look into it, you would thoroughly investigate it. 
that that would be it. Yeah, just you would need to like take someone's because, poop yourself and be like, hey, are there any microchips in there? Yeah, I would have like like with the the quarter. That's what I was thinking. It's like I would have to do a full scale, and, and it's not that I wouldn't post it, but I would want to like be sure about what I was talking about. Same with like the microchip, because now you even have there's this documentary that's out. Uh, I watched part of it because everybody's been talking about it, where they're trying to say that it's there's snake venom uh, in the water so now like but people will just post this so now i have to watch this documentary i'm like why are people saying this but my point is this okay there's there's some people that say it doesn't exist there's some people that say it's coming from this and now it's coming from that it can't be all of these things at once so you know i guess people need to have the humility to know that they don't know and not get that triggered on either side of what people think but it's like i find that certain people that will like fall for certain things it's like they're simultaneously saying multiple things that can't be true. I want to read that real quick. Someone said Anomaly is a sick rapper back in the day. I ball hard like a glass pupil. That's like from a song I wrote in like 2009. Get it? I, I ball hard like a glass pupil. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's like a very old, like maybe 2009, 2010. Before I ever, people knew about my news analysis before I did it, I was just freestyling in my car and in my house and, and doing some written raps. And I had a couple million views in like 2010 when I was 20. And there wasn't a lot of people on YouTube. So I was considered one of like the bigger YouTube rappers. And I always had like people interested like at record labels because it was getting pretty big. And they would always be like, you know, don't talk about politics, even though I didn't really think I even talked about politics. But I guess I did. I, t- I was like rapping about conspiracy theories, I guess. And uh, they would always tell me like, don't do that. And I never got it. They were like, do this, do this. And now I get it, though. It's like, oh. Even back then, it was kind of like that. Like, yeah, you can, we might sign you, but like, you have to change your topics, you know? And now I get it because I'm like, oh, like, I didn't even know what Democrat, liberal, that didn't, I didn't know what these words meant because I didn't care about politics. But it was like, even back then, it was kind of like they were semi interested, but no label ever really wanted to work with me because I think, you know, they realized that I was like, I was rapping about like bin Laden and, and, and like his like other name. And they're like, yeah, like, that's not. And I was like, but didn't Eminem, <laughs> didn't Eminem used to rap about that? But I guess not like that. So that, you know, it was funny how they always put up the block, but I was, I was stubborn. You know, I, I had a lot of confidence. So I was like, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to talk, you know, I'm going to talk about Ron, Ron Paul and, you know, I don't want to be told what to, to say. I don't think of you as political. I mean, I definitely dive into it, but I, I try to come from like a more spiritual angle of it like i the the energy of like say like fox news it's like here's geraldo rivera and then there's a lady and they just like yell at each other and they both just <laughs> annoy me and i'm just like oh my gosh it's just you know it's like watching something that just ticks you off i, I always hated that so i was like all right i gotta talk about stuff but also i always i mean as somebody that's into fitness i try to work that into almost every conversation some people have told me i lost 100 pounds listening to i ate better i'm not trying to preach to people but it's like I don't know. That's what's going to change your life more than any politician. So For I sure. Amen. Every combo. Yeah. I just think of you as a, um, as something maybe that computers can never do. You're, you, you help. And I've had a lot of friends do this. You help explain the world to people. I try. You, help, you, you clean, you clean up the mess and you present the world. I, I, if anyone thinks of you as political, it's because they're political. If anyone thinks of you as spiritual, it's because they're spiritual. I just mm. think of you as sort of like this super duper 
um, friendly neighbor who you're like, Hey, I don't understand this. Can you explain this to me? I just, you just, you, you explain things that are all, that are a clusterfuck because Fox right. is saying this and CNN is saying this and you kind of unravel. Hey guys, these are the facts. Here we right. go. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah like an unraveler. I like that. You know, yeah, the this is a glass of water. This is a piece of butterscotch candy. When you mix the right. two, it dilutes in 30 seconds, make up your own mind. What the fuck's going on? I appreciate that. I think that's yeah. the accurate. Like a, I try to unravel the, the news and the, it's because I also like to just like be a simple person. And it's like, man, this is this is not uh, I don't know. This is not ideal. There, there's got to be a better way to present this. So, yeah, that's it. What about what about the God stuff? Do you, do you think that that alienates people? And what I mean is this. When I think of the right, I think they have God. And when I think of the left, they have gender. And gender is just your imagination. And, and when you when you conflate reality because sex is real, it's it's um, I can. Hold on a second. Oh, hey, hey. dude, I'm a go. dude. Um, <laughs> I just saw 10 inches of meat in my pants. I, I I'm, a, I'm a man and, 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 and that's real. And that's sex. God and watched, God watched you do that. He's not happy <laughs> he about did, that. He brother. Oh, he's really happy. And I want to thank, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you gave me. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I don't mind being five, five. I'll take the trade off. Oh, he um, saw that for sure, dude. He just texted but, but, me. But, but why, why do why does the right have to have an imaginary friend too? When the left already has like, that's the whole problem with the left that they have imaginary friends that they can't distinguish between the fact that what's real and what's not real? How does someone who's so real, like you, have? Um, how do you know God? How do we? Do you know God, or do you believe in God? Well, let me backtrack real quick because I think there please. are. I mean, and I'm coming at you hard on purpose. Don't don't read no, into no, it. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life. But uh, the I would say like most people, more people on the right believe in God than the left. I think that's probably true, like statistically. But there are. Nowadays, there are like right wing atheists. There are like left. There's a lot of like left wing churches. I'm not sure how, what they're doing there. BLM, gay flags, Jesus. I don't know. It's 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 a weird vibe in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, you know, so there is a mixture. But you know, I guess it, to to answer the first question, like, do you think it isolates people? I definitely a, am uh, not, a, a, alien alienate alienate. alienate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like a like a like a a a, a leftist, close minded, right, no. fucking agnostic douche like me wants to love you and then i see your god bless shit i'm like right. yo he got imaginary friends i don't know you seem to like me a lot anyway so it's like i must be doing a good <laughs> job I, I think it's because i'm not i'm not i'm not like a preacher even when i say certain things i always tell people like, i'm not trying to be like a preacher i'm not even trying to not even like a christian preacher but like a preacher like telling people what to do sort of thing i'm just like i like to work out i like to get outside so i'm gonna talk about it but if you don't want to that's fine but don't put a vaccine in me and a mask on my face so I think, you know, because I'm not like just jamming it down people's throats, like even someone like you, I don't think it's isolated you at all because I'm not just overdoing it. You know, I'll just wear a hat or. or yeah, like, I never hear you talk hat. about it. I, I never I hear you use the word evil either. I think evil's uh, uh, intellectually lazy uh, idea. I guess what would you consider someone, though, that like thinks like, you know, it's OK to steal and like rob women and like punch pregnant women in the stomach? Like what what would you call that type of person? Like evil could be, you know, a word. Yeah, that's how you make a living in California. Yeah. What are you talking that's about? Job career. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that's called Wednesday in Los Angeles for a crackhead. <laughs> 
let me let me i i hear you on that and and i and i think you've been very kind in, in choosing something that's not harsh either there's you could have chosen way harsher shit like talked about pedophilia and stuff or or, or the murder um but what about on the other side that i think that the vast majority of people who think that they're doing good are actually doing evil i think the that's vast true. majority I mean, yeah no I, I think you that's why self-awareness is important right because i mean anyone could say i'm good i'm e- you're evil but that doesn't really matter. There's a lot of hypocrites in the church. There's a lot of, you know. But but they really do believe they're doing good. First, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I, does the left believe they're doing amazing things for the world? Does the the, the, the church that, you know, I think that that's definitely. Like Hitler thought he was doing good by cleansing the Jews. They were dirty. Every, well, every criminal has sure. I mean, that's why self-awareness, right? Self-accountability, because you got to focus on what you're doing or else you can be evil and, and be good. I want to say real quick, I had a great chat with like this Muslim guy and he, he I had him on, he had me on his show. He has a big uh, YouTube and he was like a lot of my Muslim supporters watch you. And I was like, really, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, they like you a lot. Um, but he was talking and he liked my video. I made one and I said, well, I think God is real. It's only three minutes long. I didn't get into super religion, but I said growing up, I was an atheist. So I actually like rejected the church. You know, I was reading Richard Dawkins. I went through an atheist phase. I went through an agnostic phase. I went through like a spiritual phase. I, I still consider myself spiritual, but I was like the universe, you know, uh, but it's like if you look at these two theories as somebody that's skeptical like you, you seem, you know, smart, skeptical. It's like, OK, both of these, in my opinion, make just as little sense. It's like when the left will sell you or when somebody that's atheist will tell you. And I was this person, so it's not like I'm an, oh, not aware of it. It's like that's not real. You know, this is what happened. It's like so does it make any more sense to say like. There is no God. So the Big Bang created everything. It's like, well, where did that come from? And if God is there, where did God come from? Right? Like some, what what put him there to create everything? So it's like this idea, I think that atheists will say like, well, nothing came from nothing. It, it doesn't really, at, at minimum, you could say it makes just as little sense as God. But I For feel sure. like the people that don't believe in it, they think it makes so much more sense. So nothing came from nothing. Like it, does, it doesn't really make more sense. Let me let me be super duper. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Let me be as clear as I possibly can. I 100 percent believe in no thing. I believe that naming is the origin of all particular things and that no thing does exist. That there is there is a there is no thing. And um, and, uh, and and twice in my life, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. You know, like someone be like, hey, you can accept Jesus Christ as your savior. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. They had you at gunpoint. Um, They're like, did you? Accept no, 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 like, no. You, you don't got to have me. Gun, you got you don't got to have me at gunpoint. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm, as o- I'm as open. But I think that there is a journey you can make. Um, there, there's a there's a um, a, 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 a component. In a nutshell, I think a lot of people who've experienced or gotten close to no thing quickly adopt the Bible because it's so, or any religion for that matter, because it's so scary to go deeper into it oneself. And so clearly you want to fill it with a narrative. Mm. And, and I think that there is a, uh, an intimacy there that each individual can have if they let the narrative down. I like a lot. Uh, this was before I even really... Did you have some sort of experience, by the way? Did you have some sort of like you got hit by a train or Uncle Buck got to you when you were seven or before even coming back to God and and like really accepting that type of stuff? um, The Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu 
blew my mind when I was, and that was a massive, massive mindset awakening. I love that book still to this day. I still listen to it. I'll, I'll take a bath, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of like soak in it metaphorically, literally. With but, a banana, uh, a hot bath a and a Lao Tzu book. Yep. Yeah. So that, that definitely was an awakening early on. Um, so I think also as like, you know, I, I wasn't, I rejected Christianity early on and then I came back later. So I feel like it gives me a different, like I wasn't it the whole time. I don't use it as this like thing. Like I'm better than ever. Cause those people, I, it, they turn people off. First of all, like if you talk to a Christian that talks down to you like that and, and you look at like, you seem like a pretty smart, successful guy and you don't look at them like, Oh, they're better. Like they're clearly not better than me, you know, or like whatever. It's like, they, that doesn't make you want to be like them. You're like, Oh, they're, their spirit's ugly. You know what I'm saying? Their energy's ugly. Their 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 self sense of self is inflated from what they really are. It turns people off. So I think, you know, it's it's like I don't I don't look around and try to tell everyone else what to do. I'm more focused on myself and and I, I still listen to things like the Tao Te Ching and stuff where that's that's all about self-awareness, self-accountability, living in the present moment. And I think those are principles. If you lack that, doesn't matter how Christian or Muslim you are, your spirit will seem ugly to others. And it's, mm. you know, it's it's the people for sure in religions that are not spending time on who they are and they're always judging others. That's when it becomes really ugly because then you just, you know, you're, you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. judging everyone God, else. I love you, dude. Thinking, you're, you're not even so doing awesome. the work yourself. And that's, that's when people are like, yeah, that you're, you know, you're not making me want to feel this way anymore, but. Yeah, I don't I don't consider myself uh, one of these people that like that that does that or runs around. And I, I don't I'm not also there are Christians that don't, you know, they'll cling on to the Bible and say everything else. I don't want it to me. You know, I, I think the Tao Te Ching is a beautiful text. I don't subscribe to every single thing in it, but I believe my judgment to be able to take what I think is valuable and, you know, leave what I think is not valuable. I don't I don't block it out and say like, I can't read that. You know, I, I like to learn from other places too. And I trust myself to not fully immerse myself in something that's like wicked. Yeah. When, when I, when I think of the Bible, I think that when you point it at yourself, it's, it can be one of the most beautiful, powerful tools in the world. And when you point it at other people, it's vile. And, and it's kind of like what you were saying, like, mm-hmm. It's an incredible tool to understand yourself and maybe have union with God. But when you point it at other people, it's it's not cool. It's a fucking weapon. It's 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 it, it, it d- does no good. I mean, it's like use it to judge that, people. So like you you see that the country's getting away from that, and this is where if I find it fascinating. Like say the Christian pastor fifteen years ago, you know the gay people are going to get married, and then all this stuff's going to happen, and you're like, no, nah, they just want to get married. And I'm not blaming everybody who got married, but you see the slippery slope is real. Now it's like, let's sexualize a three-year-old and yes, you don't yes, my yes. Pronoun, I'm going to stab your arm in the wrong place. You're like, <laughs> whoa, you know, so precedent, like precedent. Slope, yep. That's where I feel like Christians and Muslims, although obviously like you look at every Christian and Muslim country, it's far from perfect. Um, I get why they want to kind of close off the slippery slope because it's like, it's not well to say said. that you can only have this or this. But it's kind of like you open the portal to this stuff. And now this like left wing, you know, ideology, I'm not sure that it's better than certain biblical principles. Like it's like thou shall not steal. That's a pretty, pretty basic one, you know. And then it's like, you know, in San Francisco, it's like thou shall not steal. But if you do, 
You know, uh, you can get out of jail quickly, but then right. you go to a Muslim country that's and it's chop your arm off if you steal. So you have these like differences. Yeah. Where that's like, don't steal or we're going to chop your arm off. Here it's like, you can rob a Best Buy and we'll probably let you out of jail. And, and like <laughs> the Christians are kind of like in the Who would you rather have as your neighbor? Who would you rather have as your neighbor? Uh, 25 woke people or 25 Mormons? Oh, I'll Mormons, take the 25 sure. Mormons. Yeah. For Who sure. would you rather have as your neighbor? 25 hardcore practicing Muslims or 25 woke people? I'll take the 25 hard work, hard, hard working Muslims. Who'd you rather have as your neighbor? 25 Christians or 25 woke people? And that's what's fascinating. And you know why you want the Muslims and the Christians and Mormons? Because there's not going to be crime. Your kid's bike's not going to get stolen. No one's coming. Your your Muslim neighbors aren't driving around uh, uh, drunk, high on meth, and um and and uh like like Mr. Floyd did. They're not. They're not. Yeah, no, I hear you. But not, no. Muslims don't do that. So that's so, why. So I, who would I, you rather have as your fucking neighbor? The high integrity woke. I have my pronoun right, but I drunk by I drive by your house high on meth and fentanyl, and it's okay with your three year old on their tricycle in the front yard. Or do I want Mister Muslim? Uh, twenty five Muslims, please surround <laughs> me by them. In Echo Park in L.A., there's I mean, there's a nice lake that is not so nice anymore because they just let it go to shit. And the police were finally going to clean it up because there's like tents, trash, just like crazy people everywhere. And the left wingers, the woke crowd, they go out and it's like they love the filth. Their their activism is like, don't clean up our park where it's like you go to certain places in Orange County or you go to like pretty much most of the country that's not major cities. And parks are for children, not for like urinating, you know, crack. <laughs> but like they don't get that. Wild wow, dude, that's a T-shirt. They're like, Dreamware, that's a t-shirt. Parks are for children. <laughs> not yeah. urinating crack. Not, meth, not meth heads. I mean, <laughs> that'll really trigger a leftist. So that's where <laughs> I start to see religion coming into play too. And I think that can be attributed really to my, you know, wanting to explore it further was just, just seeing how real the slippery slope was and seeing how lost people got without those principles. So I think you know, even in America, there's there's texts written, although I think some of the founding fathers were like total degenerates. I, I don't know that they were like, I'm sure they were having like wild sex. And so, you know, people are like, they weren't really as Christian as people think. But there are so many parts of, you know, writings from these people where they're trying to explain, you know, this, these laws only work if people are moral. And this made me think even about law enforcement. Like now at this point, I support good law enforcement because there are bad people out there. However, you know, would you rather be in a town of, you know, a million, I guess it's a big town, a million moral people and zero police or a million immoral people and a thousand police? So that kind of even shows you, yeah, police are important because people are bad. However, like if people just act right, I mean, you've traveled the country and this is what the left doesn't want to hear. And even certain racial activism don't want to hear. Yes, you know, the police are not perfect and, and there's bad people in government, duh. But like you got to act better. And if you can't act better, you know, like a, a community is the net sum of the people in it. And the south side of Chicago, I'm convinced you could give them a, a bajillion trillion dollars. You could send every rapper, Al Sharpton, Democrats, Republicans. You could send everybody in the world there. You're not making that better with just money. It's a mindset. It's a culture. And people got to act better than that. You know, you don't have to be rich, but it's like you can't be acting like that. You know, it's not normal, even for certain areas of poverty, like you can't act that way. Uh, so that's where I kind of see now where it's like, you know, nothing works, not this country, not the laws, not the police, unless people are somewhat moral. You have to have some sort of moral code, like thou shall not steal. You know, if you're young and you steal something by mistake, you learn your lesson. You're 35 years old and you're robbing a lady at gunpoint. 
I'm sorry, bro. You got to go to jail for a long time, maybe forever. I would be. What about like, a pregnant woman? What about a pregnant like woman? Dude, like what about putting a gun on a pregnant woman's stomach? At gunpoint, yeah. bro, you, you're, you're done. You know, that's done. that's that's a crime. You're to me, that's a wicked, evil act. Were you on drugs? Were you lost? I don't know, but you got to go, in my opinion. Uh, founding fathers were banging slaves left and right. No high morals back then either. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it's like history. It, you could say that, like, uh, I don't know, like Michael Jordan was like a gambling, you know, Michael Jordan was not a great athlete. He was a gambler and a de degenerate. It's like kind of true. But at the same time, he was mm -hmm. also like a great human. So I find that about the founding fathers. I'm not one of these people that act like, no, they were absolutely, I think, like sexual degenerates. You know, I, I feel like they were banging a lot of people like Ben Franklin was like a hoe. But, uh, you know, at the same time, they weren't just like some dummies like they're they're basing their things off of like greek and thank Roman you matt greek. thank you matt you, you know like the tao te ching and like you know like aristotle marcus aurelius people act like this this annoys me the most i'm just going a little little bit about it it's like Please. there's bad things in the past but the, the the people today that say oh the past is all evil read marcus aurelius read the tao te ching read read uh scriptures from the founding fathers these people were way smarter than democrats and republicans today so you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. i absolutely they were sexual degenerates but, you know, the people today that are like, oh, there's nothing. I mean, t in my opinion, Tao Te Ching is more profound than anything communist China is doing. If they got back to those principles, China would be epic. But right now they're in, in a lockdown because they have no, you know, no good morals. And same with Greek and Roman philosophers, way smarter than people today. So it's not, you know, don't throw it all out and say it's all evil. There's, there's some really profound stuff. And even reading like Frederick Douglass, you know, what I'm saying black man from hundreds of years ago. He's smarter than anybody today, in my opinion. So something happened where I don't know that we got as smart as we think we got, you know, because he was better spoken, better written, logic, wisdom. I don't see that even in, let's say, not just like a black liberal, but a black conservative on Fox News. I think these scriptures written by Frederick Douglass are, are more profound than, you know, the bickering going on today. So we have fancier Dude. tools, but a crappier operating system. Mm. Um, there's people today. Well, when, when you're talking about sexual degenerates, you just think of just like places like Pornhub or YouPorn or these places that we know are the largest, you know, traffickers of web traffic um, in the world today. So it, it's 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 hard to judge anyone in the in the past. But there's also a an entire. I'll, I'll use stealing at first. You know, there can't be stealing without ownership. And ownership isn't real. It's delusionary. It's something can I we have agree. Your car, then? Can I have yeah, your yeah. I mean, you can say you no, because we, we because we live in a society, you know, where we've agreed upon ownership, but it's not real. I don't know. I don't know. If, tell can me, I tell take me, all sure. your stuff? I don't want it, but I'm just saying. But 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 no, it's 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 an idea. And I don't even think in the Bible, I don't even think in, in the Bible you're allowed to have ownership, right? I don't know about that. I think there's certain things that are, are yours, absolutely. Because there would be no thou should not steal if there weren't anything. Here's ah, my, and I'm they, right, go. right. And that's what's interesting. Thou shall not steal. Stealing is an idea built on a delusion of ownership. Here's the thing, though. In this yeah. country, especially, you, we have private property. At this point— And I'm okay with that, that by the way. I'm not saying that I'm against that. I'm totally for ownership, but it should be right. agreed upon delusion the same way— but we shouldn't, we shouldn't lie to ourselves. The same way red means stop. It doesn't really mean stop, but we agree on it so that we don't get in a car accident. 
right? I guess the whole money system, yeah, you could, you right? Could the money that, system, like an agreed upon kind of, you know, oh. fictitious thing. Yeah, I, this is where I'm interested because I, I hear what you're saying, but um, you know, in, in in this country at least, like if you have money in your bank account, no one can take it, but maybe the FBI or something. I don't know. You know, there's probably some government agency that can freeze it or IRS took money from me before they gave it back, but they took like 15 grand from me once. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's for straight from my B of a account. What happened? Or just they, they thought I, I, I can't remember to be honest with you. I can't remember if I, I didn't pay or they thought I didn't pay something went wrong. Taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, but they ended up being wrong. And I got the I money got back, that, but yeah. it was scary. I was, it was like all my money. It's creepy. Yeah. I, they've frozen people's bank accounts over January 6th and people that didn't, I, I don't even believe committed a crime there where that that's like the, I mean, if you like broke into Pelosi's office, I don't think your bank account should get seized, but like, you're probably going to jail, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I would think I would go to jail. I wouldn't do that. I'm not dumb, but uh, in general, like, you know, you have certain stuff and, and in, you know, American legislation, old one, I don't know what they're writing now, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of say amendments that put a little bit of space between you and the government. Like you should be allowed to speak. You should be allowed to own a gun. You know, you have the right to private property. And now with the left-wing ideology, you know, I've read the communist manifesto too. I'm not just going to call people communists, but in there, their main tenet is like, there is no private property. You know, this uh, utopian idea of like, you know, we got to abolish private property because the elites are hoarding too much. And I get what they're saying, but it's like in this country, especially, you know, even though it might be an agreed upon situation, it's like any time the government gets this chance to take away your private property or stuff you own, it's going to go south, in my opinion. So, oh, um, <laughs> we, we definitely should. By the way, I wasn't arguing that at all. We need you. everyone needs to be able to own their own shit and there has to be competition. I use this metaphor. I wonder what you'll think about this one, Anomaly. I use this metaphor a lot. I, and this is coming from a guy who is just a hardcore liberal just a few years ago. Liberals are basically the people. You know these restaurants in California where they're sitting, they're, they're, um, they're on the they're ocean? And liberals are the ones at the restaurant who think it's cute to let their kids feed the seagulls. And a thousand seagulls descend on the restaurant and shit all over it and ruin everyone's time. They think it's okay. They think that they're doing something benevolent by feeding the seagulls and they're ruining it for everyone else. That's the seagulls really are analogy, an amazing, yeah. beautiful it. bird. I love seagulls. It, right. it really disappoints when people don't like seagulls. But the reason why you don't like them is because you've never looked closely at one and enjoyed them because every time you interact with one, it's because a fucking liberal has ruined it for you <laughs> because they've fucking thrown a fucking bagel up in the air yeah. to make their three-year-old fucking kid happy. And, the fuck, and, they, and that's what's happened to our cities. The liberals have fed the zombies and right. they've descended on Portland and ruined Portland. Right. You cannot have that. We have to have competition. My right. YouTube channel has to be competing with your YouTube channel. Right. It has to. A, a right. thousand percent agree. Yes, that's a yes, fantastic yes. analogy. Yes. I love that. That's that's flawless. Very good. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. no, it's and and I'm reading a I I've read like half of it. It's by Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. It's called Oh, COVID-19. that scares me every time you hold that book up on yeah, your show. COVID-19 I'm like, oh, he scared me. Reset, but he he talks about he demonizes competition and says government intervention is like superior and it's like I mean, especially you, I would, you play sports or just like work out? You like I play a little sports. Yeah. I play a little Frisbee. Shit I'm like a that. super competitive person. I play basketball, soccer. I love sports. I body. I love sports. MMA. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's just like the world. It's, it's especially somebody I play, I play competitive soccer, basketball since I was like five. 
this idea that you can breed greatness without competition is 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 bananas. Uh-oh. Like there's there's no it's innovation, no prosperity is going to happen. And it doesn't mean you have to be mean to people who aren't great at stuff, but it's it's such a it's such a bad thing that they're doing government intervention over competition. So it's like, you know, you go to a city, the reason that the food is so good is because there's so much competition. There's so many different cultures. That's a good thing is <laughs> you, you, it, it would be like eliminating Thai food and Greek food and only having hamburgers. And it's like, yeah, it's going to suck now. You know, that's not, it's yeah. not the right direction. I to remember go. listening to a video, a, a story on NPR, not a video, but a story on NPR, even like 10 years ago where they were talking about how bad it was when, when people were coming from Europe to the United States and all the boats were run by the government. And that right. once they let the boats be privatized and the competition grew, the boats became safer, faster, and cheaper, and more people could immigrate through Ellis Island. The same with building of the railroad in the United States. Once the government got out of the way and they let people bid on the projects, the railroad started building really, really fast. And right. it's like I how the, the um and I, I remember my dad visiting Armenia when it was part of the USSR, right? And it was communist. And he said that um our relatives, they were the they were the trash collectors and they would go to work and um the guard trucks wouldn't have gas in them. So they would come home because there was no like that wasn't their job to put gas in them. That would never fucking happen. If we were competing, if my garbage company were competing against your garbage company. Right. I have a question because as as somebody who worked in business, and this is what left-wingers don't understand. I didn't understand it when I was in my early 20s. This is why people tend to lean left in when they're younger. And I'm not saying everybody, but I didn't pay taxes. I didn't get it. it I wasn't, I'm not selfish now. I just get how the world works a little better. But as a business owner in CrossFit, if you in your advertising budget squandered $15 million dollars and not ran a bad advertising campaign, just blew it, lost it, blew, got it robbed or something like. What would that do to the company? Losing fifteen million dollars, right. and getting nothing for it, right? And end it. It would it would cripple us. It'd be done. Right. It would be done. Be done. It can't happen. Cannot day. happen. Yeah, they do that right. every day, and nothing right. happens because every year they go and take people's tax money. So it's like you can drone strike a kid in Yemen, you know, spend a billion dollars, be like, oh my bad, and nothing will happen. You could. Fake build a railroad or whatever they try to do in California, mess it up, spend, you know, build a homeless shelter that is 50,000 times what it should cost. It doesn't even work. Nobody lives there for four years. And then you get the money again next year because I just paid state taxes. So it's like it's this it's this system of theft where they're just taking money from people. You say, oh, Elon Musk, Bezos need to pay more. Maybe. But honestly, I, I don't I want to pay less. Wait a second. Wait a second. And then they take my money. It's like I, I don't think anybody should really be paying that much and that's the system and that's why it's not to say corporations are perfect but as, as wicked as amazon may be in people's eyes the service is amazing i mean you could get anything anytime and it delivers in two days amazon is amazing out of everybody jeff bezos he's probably got the best service in in the whole world mm-hmm. what about what does the government do yeah i mean that usps is pretty good i mean they definitely deliver mail but as far as like you know, if Amazon, no, Amazon's did, they go bankrupt in two yeah. days. It's it's crazy that left wingers don't get that the government is worse than corporations because they have like unlimited budgets of the money that they're taking from us and zero accountability. Like you said, and it's zero accountability. They get mad if you if you try to hold them accountable. They call you like a Nazi or you know they're like, what do you hate children and, and black people? And you're like, you just stole a trillion dollars. Like no, yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's nothing Where'd to it do go? With race. What are you talking and how would you become richer off of that too? By the way. Right, a hundred million dollar bank account off a fifty thousand dollars salary. It's right. It's, 
And then I'm, you know, people say, oh, we're taxing the 1%. I'm somebody who worked my ass off in my 20s. I was broke. Now I'm starting to make money. I'm running a business. I don't even have any employees right now. And the amount of taxes I'm Wait a second. You don't have any employees. You don't have one. No, not right now. No. How the fuck do you do it, dude? Man, the same way you do the burpees. Let's just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to get it. You just got to wake up, man. I don't know how you <laughs> do Thanks it. Show where we've done a burpee live on air. Yeah. Get hey. Some, I, um, I like doing push-ups live. It gets me amped up. Dreamer, I, I made this. I explained to people the other day how taxes work, basically. Basically, rich people. That when you take so – there, there was a time when I had just shitloads, shitloads, shitloads of money. And so I would eat out regularly. I, my gardener would come, you know, uh, uh, like all the time. I always had a handyman at the house, always painting, always doing stuff. And then as I lost money, I just got rid of those people. Mm. I still put – I still bought I, – I still took care of me. But I pushed those people away. I ate out less. I had the governor come half as much. I got rid of one of my nannies. I I stopped signing up for Sirius XM. You know what I mean? I pushed people away. The handyman doesn't come over, paint, you know, once a week, any chips in the walls. Like I just got rid of shit, right? But it didn't affect me at all. And I try to explain that to people. If you fuck with rich people, the only people that hurt are downstream from them. And mm, someone wrote in the YouTube comments, you're so fucking stupid. If, if, if someone makes a billion dollars a year and we just tax them extra hundred million, they're still going to have money to eat out. No, you don't get it. Right. You don't fucking get it. They have four jets and they need 200 people to take care of that four jets. And when you fuck with them, they reduce down to two jets, and right. they only hire 200 people. And do you know where those 200 people go? Mm. Instead of showing up to work every day, competing against the other guys who are cleaning jets and maintaining jets, they apply for fucking food stamps from the government. Because you thought it was better to give the money to Pelosi. Right. And then you make them really with ninety but they need money more than you, and it's like you think.
How do you anomaly? No, so I mean, you know, I was kind of seeing someone for a little bit, but it wasn't super serious. And uh, just someone this year, I, you know, there it's more long distance. So we had a good time, I guess. Before I had, I did have an employee for a month that I was trying to make stuff work with, and we just had like a mini vacation sort of thing. So it's not, they don't live with me; they're not even close. So, um, how how do how how do you meet girls? Do you, do you just go to a bar? You you see a girl at the beach in a bathing suit, or you? use an app how do you do that um i guess it really depends so i would say i'm really focused on work so i don't you know i prioritize that so much where i'm, I'm not one of these people that has like googly eyes that's all over the place but i feel like if i ever go out anywhere you know i do well so you know i'm, I'm pretty i got i'm a good talker etc I'm, I'm i'm it's not hard for me i guess if i go out but also you know people will contact me all the time and just like you know I won't say throw themselves at me, but they'll like say something and I'll just read a message or something. So sometimes like Instagram in person, a little so bit of Some girl will DM you and be like, man, like, I love you. And will you go out? I'm just with not me? like all over the place. So I kind of right. just, you know, I, it, it's just whatever to me now where I'm, I'm so focused on what I'm doing that I, I don't spend too much excess time on, on all that, but it, it happens. What do your parents think about um, you becoming so, this fucking one man media mogul? Uh, I don't know that my mom understands it, but I think she realizes that I'm doing well. I, I said if she visits me that I'll pay for her hotel. So I think she's happy now that she gets that aspect of it. My dad likes it. He He's a lifelong Democrat, but he's tired of the nonsense. You know, he's a pretty chill guy. I think he thinks it's cool. Now that it's getting bigger and I'm able, like my dad, uh, he played softball his whole life, you know, like men's softball. And now he's coaching a team. I sponsored the team and they have dream rare on their oh, arm. Wow. Like he, he thinks wow. that's cool. And every, every time they win a tournament, I give them more money, which they love. Cause a lot of them know me and stuff. They're in their twenties, but uh, nobody really cares. Like, it's, you know, like nobody's doing that type of stuff, like giving them money for every tournament they win. So I think it's now starting to get cool for my parents. Cause I'm, you know, doing stuff for them and they, I think they finally get it. But uh, yeah, I, my mom, I'm not sure she really, she doesn't even like use the internet really. She's pretty old school crazy um are you shadow banned pretty bad i guess so you I'll pop up that, in my feed a lot it's weird i'll say on on facebook i think a lot i have 1.7 million people and i can't even get a thousand people to my live streams i used to have ten thousand. Wow. i got ten thousand people to my live stream talking about mandates on airplanes next day i'm banned from uh, live streams for a week i've never been up to that number so to me, wow. that's clear rigging against me right. on Facebook, but I'm right. still able to reach a lot of people. And maybe it's because people aren't using Facebook as much. I don't know. But Facebook, I would say yes. YouTube, absolutely. It's hard to even search and find me. Uh, Instagram, actually, I don't think I really am that much on Instagram, but I, I have been demonetized. You know, once they monetized uh, Reels, they demonetized me. There's been little stuff, but I would say Instagram probably messes with me the least um, out, of every, out of everything.
So, so you were making reels on Instagram and you got a note saying, Hey, we're not going to pay you anymore. So yeah, basically they, they, they monetize, I guess a lot of people's pages and I got a message and it said, you got three monetization strikes and now you're banned for a month. And the three videos were all about Russia and Ukraine. And it's crazy because these videos were not fake or it was basically me quoting Wall Street Journal, moderate stuff. In one case, it was the Snake Island story that I actually reported accurately that the entire media, Fox News, CNN, everybody, right wing and meme everybody got it wrong. They said, you know, there was a story where these, these Ukrainians were on Snake Island. They said, go F yourselves. They died heroically. None of them died. And I didn't, I didn't say I knew what happened, but I accurately, slowly said, here's what the Ukrainian government's saying. Here's what they're saying. I think that it's wrong. I was right. So I'm actually getting penalized. And this is what a lot of left-wingers don't understand because they're so, everything's misinformation, misinformation. There are dummies that make mistakes all the time. I don't really make that many mistakes. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not just yelling. I'm carefully assessing and making sure I don't spread misinformation, but I still get in, I got in more trouble for being right about the Snake Island story than the media got for being wrong. Because this yeah, is the crazy. Thing if you're wrong in the direction of their agenda, they don't care. You could say Donald Trump is 12 feet tall and, you know, he came from Somalia. Are they, you think they're going to fact check you if you say that on Twitter? They don't care. But if you say Joe Biden is confused at a speech, now you get fact checked. He's not confused. And it's like, I don't understand how people don't realize it's not this unbiased team of, you know, fact checkers. They are pushing a social narrative and trying to engineer people's thought process in, in their way. I always get penalized for things I never even said or, or, or penalized for just being honest. It's crazy. It, it, is it that thought out? Is it just, is it just, is it, is it really that thought out that it's trying to be social engineered or do they really think, just think I, we're, I think so. So if you go to factcheck.org, right, yeah, you can look yeah. up who's funding them. They're one of the main, main fact checkers. <laughs> the Annenberg foundation is one of them and you could look up who they are and what they do. Another one, I think it's like Robert Wood Johnson, who has a lot of pharmaceutical ties. Yeah, those are all the NPR people, too. I, growing up as a kid, I would always hear, this show is sponsored by the Annenwood. This is sponsored by John right, Wilson. This right. is the so Bill, like Melinda and Bill Gates these, Foundation. Right. The Annenberg Foundation, I, I doubt they're voting for Trump and the conservative policies. And they don't have to. I'm just saying it's like they have a clear you know, narrative and, and worldview that they hold. And I think the fact checkers, for sure, there's times where they do decent fact checks. But I think like... Every even here's how they operate. Like, say with like Hillary Clinton, the uranium one deal, there was something conservatives were talking about. They they strawman everything. If you know what strawman is, it, it would be like about you take this narrative that no one's saying and then fight that narrative. So it's like people were saying this, they'll fact check this, some French thing that I've never even heard, and be like, Well, that's not true. So people, well, that's not true, but that's not what people are saying. So I do think it's very concerted where I I don't think they're just sitting there saying, Hey. Let's fact check everything and make sure people don't lie. It's like they have this this skew, political and social skew, and they're just basically hunting for any narrative that breaks the mainstream that goes viral against what they believe. And then it's like a PR team where they're figuring out how to rein it in, either censor it or tell people how to think. So, you know, why they're doing that, what they're doing. But yeah, I, I do think it's social engineering, whether they know it or not, because you know, it's just like, here's what you need to think right now. You know, don't they don't about. to call it social engineering. Don't we have to like say that they know that they're doing it? Isn't that sort of like, or else it's not, uh, I guess it could be unintentional. Because then we're all social engineering, right? 
totally. Yeah, I guess you could say that anybody with a platform is in some way engineering the social sphere. It's just, you know, there's levels to the power of it where Do they know they're knowingly lying to the people in order to manipulate them. I well, let me ask you this. I'll ask you I, something really specific. Yeah. Do you think um, – so So when Reagan was in office towards the end of his career, we would see some really weird shit. Like he would be – and that was before the internet, right? So, but, but we would still – it would get out in the news, and it was fucked up. Like he'd be, he'd be like waving to people, and his wife would whisper something in his ear to say, and then he would say it. Like you could tell he was fucking broken. Okay. And now we're, we're seeing like that every day with Joe Biden. Right. Like it's scary. It's 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 a it's a kind of abusive what they're doing to him. They did a fact check the other day because Biden was Not kind of abusive. His, he was done with the speech. I don't know if you saw it. It looked like he shook a hand, but maybe he was gesturing. But he turned and he's like, "Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck was that? I needed a wider angle of that to be sure what he was doing." I'm, I'm sure you've done public speaking and like I do shows and stuff where it's like there's difference between someone with really good stage presence and someone who doesn't have good stage presence. That's just the truth. There's some people right. who have amazing. And then some people who are goofy and awkward, Biden is just goofy and awkward. He just is, you know, he's not, he, he doesn't, he's not like this guy that I would consider as somebody who's seen thousands of people speak. He's in the lower echelon of, of people who are good public speakers, in my opinion. He's but no the, Obama. The, he's no Trump. He's no Obama. And he, yeah, he's no Trump for sure. Whether you like either of them, as far as, you know, how good they were at speaking, but the fact checkers are trying to say Biden wasn't confused. They're not just saying he wasn't shaking a hand. Biden wasn't confused. You're going to sit there and fact check me and tell me Biden wasn't confused. I think he's often confused. I mean, he uses words like he says prostitution instead of like another word, like he's jumbling words. He's he's stumbling. He's saying like Iranian instead of Ukrainian. I mean, it's not it's not someone who's not confused. So that's the type of fact. That's how low they're going to fact check, because you know, they're trying to, in my opinion, social engineer people to be Democrat and not Republican and think that anything that questions big pharma, you know, government intervention on your life medically, mask wise, it's all this kooky conspiracy theory. Like four years ago, if I would have said the government's going to force mask you and try to make everybody get vaccines, you would have said anomaly. That's a conspiracy theory. Now I would have said you were batshit crazy. Right, I would have right. said you batshit crazy. And rightfully so. It's a, it's a crazy thing to say. Although I, I will say I did predict mandatory vaccines years ago before the pandemic because I just saw legislation, how they were acting. But now the, the same people that would have said I was batshit crazy, rightfully so, are now on the side of the conspiracy theory they said didn't exist, gatekeeping that saying, no, 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 you're a conspiracy theorist if you don't want to put on two masks. You're a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, I'm a human that has the right to say, just like you, if you've ever played football or something, like some people think the helmet's uncomfortable. It's it's a heavy thing on your head. It's like telling me that I can't feel that this is uncomfortable. I'm not, com- I mean, there's people who don't like hats. I don't want to wear this hat. You can't tell me that a mask on my face for eight hours is comfortable and it's not restricting me in any way. I mean, that's not how I feel. I'm, you know, maybe I get anxiety. Maybe it's rubbing my skin the wrong way. Maybe it is tough for me to breathe and it's causing me you know, to feel claustrophobic, which it does. It's like they're trying to fact check that. And and not only that, censor and penalize people, really take away their whole career and their income for voicing an opinion about being forced mass. That's where I consider this like really like a human rights violation. It's not just that they're doing it, which is bad enough, but the fact that they're trying to do something crazy abusive and act as if you're not even allowed to disagree with it. It's so, you know, mind-blowingly wicked, in my opinion. 
when, when you when you found out about the um, COVID being on that ship, do you remember the ship in the very beginning? It was like uh, off yeah, the coast like a cruise of ship. Yeah, it was like off the coast of Japan or some shit. Right. Um. Did you know? Did you did you think at right away? Uh oh, something's up. Like this is all part of a fucking game. This is we're about to fucking the game has begun. Well, I think the first I heard of it was in January because China was going crazy with it. And, you know, my original take was like they're overreacting, you know, because I mean, I, like they were like hazmat suits. And I was like, something didn't seem right. It, it definitely seemed like they were plotting something. You know, I was I was hoping that America would never like lock down and stuff. You know, I, I would say I'm pretty optimistic. But once stuff started coming. I guess they did a good job of really overselling it. And, and with Trump there as a conservative Republican, just, you know, it's like you're thinking you're, you're trying to figure it out. Like, did this leak out of China and it really is deadly? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it a bioweapon? Are they over exaggerating? So I would say I was cautious. But at, at the beginning, it was tough for me to figure out. On one hand, I felt like they were using it to an advantage and they were going to push mandatory vaccines and lockdowns. I saw that coming. But also there is this concern, right, that it's this super deadly virus that, you know, maybe leaked by mistake. So I was a little confused, I think, at first, you know, I, I, maybe it was really bad or something. I was I was definitely trying to, like, figure it out. In January, they released some data out of China, and, th- and this is how I knew right away the whole thing was a joke. They said that 85 percent of the deaths, maybe more, maybe it was 95 percent. I can't remember. Some huge number were men who were over 65 Mm. who had been um smoking 30 years or more wow that's a good point though for you 30 years that, or yeah. more and then they said that the second highest were the women who lived with those men mm. once i knew that mm. i was like okay and then so i started putting this thing out anomaly where no one healthy has died from covid and i would write that on my instagram show me one healthy person that's died from covid i want to see one and 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 the same three people would always get sent to me. One of them was this biker, not healthy, lives off of refined carbohydrates and goose sticks. The other one was a kid out of New York who died, a 15-year-old boy. I could never prove what his thing was. And the other one was a Broadway artist who was skinny, who later on I found out was on cocaine and poppers. Hmm. Not a single healthy person has died from this thing. What do I mean by healthy? They don't eat added sugar or refined carbohydrates, that they're not obese. There isn't one. There, you cannot find one. Well, what Not you would consider one. healthy and what everyone would consider healthy are two different things. But this country, I think... You're well, I defined raising, it, right? You, you're raising a good point where it's like, this is probably for you, maybe the most frustrating thing, definitely for me. I don't judge what other people do. I take care of myself. But when you have people that are morbidly obese, people that eat garbage food all the time, they have no idea what they're putting in their bodies constantly. They drink all the time. They don't work out. And now they're telling me that I can't go to the gym or go to the beach and that's for my health. Yet there's Corona and pharmaceutical ads on the television. I mean, I lost it. I never fat shamed people or, you know, I don't care who you are, but like you're going to tell me not to do like and you're negatively impacting my health. You're locking elderly people inside, taking away their how many elderly people do you think, you know, lost muscle mass, their bones weakened from I mean, they probably killed. I don't know the number, way more elderly people than they saved with lockdowns. You know, that this idea that treating elderly people like prisoners is, is, is healthy for them, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. But I think in order to know this stuff, you have to not be oblivious to like root-level health, which is what? Diet, exercise, mental health, 
These people are 30 years complicit in their demise. If you've been drinking Coke for 15 years or 20, and that was another thing. So that was another thing where the, the, the society is manipulated. I'm not going to argue that elderly people, that their immune system doesn't wane, but you can't make age a factor when it's only a correlate. And what do I mean by that? Someone who's 70 has had 70 years of bad lifestyle choices. Someone who's 30 hasn't had that as much time as the person who's 70. You can't blame age. Right. You have to know that they've been drinking Coke for 50 fucking years. It was the same thing with old folks' homes. 40% of the people who died from COVID in the beginning were all in old folks' homes. So I quickly looked up, what's the average life expectancy of someone in an old folks' home? It's like 13.4 months. Right. You can't shut down a country if 40% of the people who are dying from a disease are dying from it because with a 13.4 month life expectancy. Right. You cannot. Here, here's the crazy part about the testing, which was crazy. This is why I, I kind of like Elon Musk. A lot of people don't trust him because he's got Neuralink, whatever. But he was the only person with like high status saying this in April. And I was thrilled about how they're testing. And, and this is not what he said, but he was talking about testing. Here's what I said. If you look up how many people get the common cold every year, I'm not saying COVID's the common cold because you're not allowed to say that. And I don't even think that. But I'm just saying, OK, like I, I think know, it is. I'll say it. A lot of people get the common cold. I don't know if it's 50 million. You got to look it up, but like it's very common. Okay. So if you took those numbers, you don't really test people for the common cold. But if you did, if you tested people for the common cold as much as you did COVID with the numbers of how many people are getting it, okay, how many people die in America every year? Like 3 million, 2 million. That's a lot of people. So if you just take the math and you write this out on an equation, so this many people get the common cold. This many people die. If you're testing people with the common cold all the time and within a couple of weeks, if they die with the common cold, you're saying wow. they die from the common cold, like with COVID, it's it's statistically impossible to keep that number under a couple hundred thousand deaths. And that's what they did with COVID. They're saying that if you die with COVID or you test positive for COVID, you died from COVID. That's how they were testing in America. Even if it was the common cold and they were testing the same way, it's just like statistically impossible to keep these numbers down because- like Elon Musk was saying on Rogan in 2020, if you got bitten by a shark and you had COVID, they said you died from COVID. And Rogan's like, no, you're exaggerating. He's like, I'm actually not. Like they're literally, you know, it's, it's, they're testing everyone for COVID. Yeah. And if you get positive for COVID, they don't care if you have 15 comorbidities and you clearly died from like a heart, a heart something. You, they're going to mark you down as a death from COVID. This is something Trump didn't talk about. DeSantis doesn't talk about. Yeah. Why, why didn't, about, why no didn't they about. talk about that? How come, how come, um, why did why why won't they talk about exercise? Why didn't why doesn't why didn't Trump say hey? And, and even Joe Rogan was being a pussy for the longest time. Why <laughs> wouldn't someone just say hey? All you have to do is stop eating added sugar, your and right. refined carbohydrates. Your T cells and your NK cells are fully capable of killing anything in this stage, and you're fine. Why why didn't why didn't Trump um uh get on an exercise bike in front of the White House and ride it for an hour? Why Trump, why won't Trump someone do that? I mean, he's mentally healthy, I think, but physically, he's not a healthy person. He eats McDonald's. He promotes terrible stuff. He drinks Coke. No, he's, he's not, massively obese. He's, he's an obese not a healthy person. And, but his I son mean, is healthy. Just, his son's a CrossFitter. Right. Why doesn't Junior slap his dad around? I know. I like. I feel like Junior's definitely more more awake. Um, you know, and Trump sold the vaccine like oversold. I think he sold it harder than Bill Gates did in 2021. He sold it as if it saved the entire world. It was some crazy stuff, but. This is politics, right? This is why they don't want people to not just have these conversations, but think this way, because here's the dynamic. Like, it, you know, is Trump better than Biden? I don't know what your audience thinks, but I mean, I would say Biden is in the lowest level. Like I consider Obama 20 times better than Biden just off of like not being a, a geriatric weirdo. 
But it's like now you have two options, right? The Democrats or the Republicans. The Republicans had no problem printing $9 trillion in 2020. So are they fiscally conservative? I would say as somebody who's more libertarian leaning on taxes and stuff, that was more socialist and communist than certain Obama things. You know, Trump had no problem doing that. Now Biden's doing it so that they want people to argue, well, AOC, you know, is annoying. Well, I hate Trump, orange man, bad. This stops people from getting to the root level. Here's the real red pill. The FDA and the CDC are full-blown insane. And, you know, our food regulations in this country, the, the additives and the dyes that are illegal in Japan and Europe, you know, the dough conditioner that they use, forget about, I mean, I have no problem with the hamburger, but how good is the meat? Not very good. It's illegal in Europe. How good is the bread? Bread, like decent bread. I mean, what kind of bread is it? It's dough conditioner that's not even legal in multiple parts of the world. They're they're killing you with the food and, and Trump's never going to talk about it. So they, they like when people just get trapped in this, like either you're pro-MAGA or anti-MAGA, you're pro-VAX or anti-VAX. These are conversations where they, it's like a Roman circus, right? Everybody fights, but they never get to the root level of there's, there's maybe three politicians that are talking about food quality. Thomas Massey is one of them. I don't I don't even know a second one. It's weird these words too, these word these these words that don't mean anything like anti-racist, anti-vax. They're just it's just sorcery. It's just word fuckery. Right. It's like, it, do, it it doesn't even mean anything. Oh, I'm anti-Bigfoot because I don't believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm anti like there, right. there's, there's no end to that nonsense. I'm writing a book on that. I've been trying to finish it forever, but go through all these words racist, sexist, xenophobic, anti-vax or conspiracy theories, climate denier, how they're used, what they mean and Say we were having a conversation even about like when we were talking about God, maybe that was like one time where we were having somewhat of debate. Um, if I said you're anti-God, you're anti-Christian, you're evil, you know, that would just mean I think I'm better than you. I'm not even going to entertain what you're saying. And I win the conversation by default because I'm censoring you with these words. They're, they're really words of the censor, right? I, it's like intellectually lazy. And uh, it's just like you can win with a word like, you know, let's talk about welfare. Actually, you know what? Let's not. You're a racist. Okay, I win. You know, I'm out. Have a good day. <laughs> it's a great way to pretend to be like a moral superior. If 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 the two of us talk about a subject and we talk about God and I don't bring you into it and you don't bring me into it, we can use both our brains together to, to solve the problem. The second I say you don't understand anomaly or that's because you hate black people or um, that's because you were the second I bring you into it, the conversation's over. Right. We can't, we can't. And, and through name calling, you know, they, they they reference that as ad hominem. You know what I mean? Like you say to me, you're a fucking idiot. You're that you're a fucking idiot because you don't believe in God. And then the conversation's over. And it's, 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 um, it's, uh, there was this conversation I was having with someone one time and they were like, Hey, if it can't be measured, it doesn't exist. And these are the five measurements. And I said, well, what if there's something, um, what if there's a sixth measurement? And that's why we can't see this other thing. And they said, don't be fucking stupid. And it's like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Like it's over. The conversation is now over. I don't know about you, but now I have like, cause I'm, I'm someone like four years ago, you call me a racist. It devastates me because Davis used to devastate me too. You know? Cause I was like, I, I am so not that. And it hurts my feelings. Cause I don't want people to think I'm that now. I just laugh at it. Not because I'm heartless because that were toilet paper's racist. My wall's racist. You know, like it's so overblown that it, it, it doesn't bother me. So in a way I, it's like, I have like an armor now where I'm like, I don't even care. And it's made me, I think, 
a better uh, analyst because I, I, I don't I, I don't pander as much anymore. Like, you know, people do this with so many things with me. And it's funny because left and right wing, everybody has a certain trigger. Like there's certain times where if you, you know, criticize like someone Jewish that's powerful, they'll call you an anti-Semite. And it's 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 crazy because like, I mean, that word, in my opinion, I don't know what everyone else thinks it means because it's overused like racist. But like to me, that means you hate all Jews. So it's it's a yep. really bad thing to call somebody because Very bad. it comes with a lot of like social stigma and like, wow, like you hate every. So it's like it's not only like childish, but it's like if you have a question of like what Israel's government's doing, oh, you must hate everybody on the planet. It's like it's so it's so, such a childish thing. And it's so it, it can be so hurtful because. I mean, it makes you look like a terrible person, but now these words are so overused that I, I just don't care anymore because I also know, thank God, I've reached enough people. I have thousands of Jewish, Muslim, Christian, white, black. Like I got people in Africa, like nobody's going to believe it because I've had so much content out there that maybe the media will and these psychos will, but it's like people who listen to me, they, they know I'm not hateful. I don't, I, don't, I don't spew like racial hatred, but I will have difficult racial conversations because I do find it interesting. But it's like, yeah, you know, just like, do you care anymore? Like four years ago, I'm devastated. You call me racist. Now I'm just like, it, it doesn't even, I'm like, this word means nothing to me now. Like, do you care if, now when people call you that? If I believe that there is a word that someone should be offended by because of the color of their skin. I am now the purveyor, curator, and guard of the, of the existence of racism. Are you following what I'm saying? If a, if a black boy is born tomorrow morning, why would anyone have a word be waiting for him on planet Earth that he is supposed to be offended by for the rest of his life? Hmm. And if you're a person who supports that narrative around a word, then who is actually the racist? Who is actually the creator and curator of racism? How is it that a little Mexican boy who's not born yet, he's going to be born next week, that there's already a word for him, Spick, waiting on planet Earth that he's supposed to be offended by? You are the fucking racist. You are the creator of systemic racism by demanding that every person of Mexican descent be offended by that word. And that's the most mind-boggling thing to me that more people don't get that. And there's whole there's whole people's whole careers are built on that. Right. That's the entire BLM movement. We demand that black people be offended. The only thing that keeps every single human being from being having union with God and enlightenment is the fact that they're offended. And because offended is basically your ego. It's fascinating to me. It's absolutely fascinating. Every time you're offended, that's your ego, and that separates you from God. Mm. I think it's a superpower to not care, and it's it's almost like that Washington Post journalist. When or to see that, through it, right? Beyond not caring, to see through it. It's right. not real. But when you care a lot and you don't have self-awareness, it keeps coming. Like Sean King's right. fighting racism and Al Sharpton. He's probably got more slurs than any person on the planet, not because of his skin color, just because he's such a wicked person. And, and he, he's always doing something weird where it's like I have a friend, Bryson Gray. He's a hip hop artist, black dude. He always says, I don't even care if people call me the N word like he'll laugh at it. 
And now he beat it because he doesn't care, you know, and he, he doesn't get called it that much because it doesn't affect him. It's like it's like a, you can't beat the Internet. Say you do something stupid and people make fun of it. You got to just own up to it, because if you're always trying to fight it all the time, it'll always come. I get why people are emotional, but I think the same way as, as a person, you know, I'm part Hispanic. I'm not completely. But, you know, I don't know, like if someone uses a word or says something towards me like uh, either they're they're right and they're telling me something they're angry and that's their issue but i you know i especially with other men i have to say this i hate when people drag me into drama like you're not my girlfriend i don't know you oh like, yes i don't got time for yes. this stuff. like i've had yes. guys be like you, you know i could have beef with them and, and been like an alpha and be like oh i'm at, but I'm, I'm thinking in my head what i like to do i like to go to the beach i'm running a business you know you're not my girlfriend you're not even a girl um I don't even have five minutes to give you that. I'm not even mad at you, even though you're mad at me. I'm like, just leave me alone, you drama queen. You know, it's like, that's how I think about this stuff. So I don't, I don't have the time to yell at people saying words like you go that way. I'll go this way. Like, you're not, you're not my wife. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I can't entertain this like fake, you know, fight uh, of something that's not going to benefit me. And real quick, if, if people, I've seen this song, it's hilarious. Do you know, um, I had this guy on the show. So, okay. So, you know, this song, I've I'll heard spin. the song. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I think, uh, you know, absolutely. You know, when you do stuff like that and say in inner cities and stuff, if you look at, you know, high crime areas that are majority black, where there's, you know, black kids getting murdered places like Chicago, where innocent people are getting slaughtered all the time. It's evil you know, you're not fighting the government. You're not fighting Donald Trump. It's like you're fighting your own community, you know? So it's like this anger and this hatred. It's not, you're not fighting the white man or the cop. It's like, these are people killing each other, the same racial group that they say they're trying to empower. And the only way to really get over that is to really, I mean, obviously money and and resources could help, but it it's this situation where you got to get to this point where you can't, you can't be beefing all the time, you know? So it's like, if you're mad at a word, you can be if you want, but it's it's going to lead you to this irrational lifestyle where you're you're going to, you know, I, that's the craziest thing to me when left wingers like they act like Chicago doesn't exist. If you're a, an activist that's interested in saving black lives, this is a huge problem. I know it's not politically convenient, but when you have 15 people getting murdered in a weekend and you don't want to talk about it because the races don't align to the crime that you want to talk about, these people need to learn the culture and the mindset of like, if you really want to stick it to the man. You know what I'm saying? Get out, crush it, and start. How about a Asian don't, hate? Don't, don't kill your neighbor. There's no. How about Asian no hate? How about yeah. Asian hate? Ninety-five percent of all crimes done to Asians are from black people, and yet I, I, I was like, what? What is the left doing? That Asian hate thing might have been a misstep. Like, right. What, like, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Hey. Frame it as like a conservative white thing, but it's really like Asians in in bad neighborhoods that are not safe anymore, right? It's like San Francisco, L.A. Right. It's right. Yeah, I and mean, of course it has nothing to do with color. Here's the crazy thing too: the Washington Post will report about all of these deaths, and they'll break them down by color. Right? They'll never mention to you that six percent of the United States is black men, and that fifty-one percent of all the murders are, cre- are 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 done by black men. By their sex, meaning that they have a penis in their pants, right. and by their that skin color, mean. meaning that they're melanated. Right. They, um, biologically, they have different effect. The sun affects them differently. Obviously, their skin has no, no factor on whether the fact of their violent or 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 or, or, um, or murderers zero. It's a cultural phenomenon. You, it's like I say on the show all the time. If you think you know anything about black people, but you haven't lived in Africa, then you have no business saying anything about black people as a sweeping generalization. Because even if you are black, I have a question. Because the majority of black people live in Africa, and they're nothing culturally like the people in the United States. Nothing. I spent a ton of time in Africa. 
Right. Nothing. Espe- Zero. Especially like, you know, like when African, like Nigerians crush in America, but like African families, like a, I know a very successful African kid, like I'm talking like Africa, Africa, came from Africa. You know, a lot of times their families say, don't, don't hang out with the black culture kids in America because that's not who we are. That's not our values. And I don't want you to get swept up in that. It's like a, a Hispanic, you know, when Hispanics get swept up in rap culture and stuff, I, I rap. There's nothing wrong with it. But like, if you start to try to live that gangster lifestyle, you're going to end up dead or in jail. It's not the 50s anymore. You know what I'm saying? There's technology, there's phones, the feds are on this stuff. You can't be gangbanging like that. It's not, I'm trying to help people. You know, Nipsey Hussle used to say that. He's like, guys, we got, so, you know, you, you're not getting away with this stuff. There's no point. Why, if you want to stick it to the white man and the guy at the top, why are you fighting people in your own neighborhood? Like, what's the what's the benefit of that? There is none, you know. Um, but I wanted to ask you with the, with the men thing, because I'm not even I'm not like weaseling around the race thing. But I'm just curious, like it is true sex wise that men are committing like what, 90 something percent of the violent crime. Why do you think that is that like women don't murder as much as, on the on the like the on the uh, gender side? The same thing that it's, it's it's just all biological shit, right? It's the same reason why we will tolerate almost anything if um, for vagina, whereas they they won't almost tolerate anything for penis. Do you know what I mean? Like we were talking about that earlier. If if a woman has a completely different ideological stance than you, you don't care if you if you're physically attracted to her. If you want to see her naked and you want to lay with her and shower with her or whatever, yeah. but women aren't like that. And it's the same men. Is there's just a, you think, or I don't know. Yeah, sure. Sure. There, I'm sure there's some chemical, there's something, but it's the same reason why we get in more car accidents. Isn't that fascinating? They can charge us more for insurance. Right. And no one's like that's sexist. Right. Well, because we know we're shittier drivers. We're more aggressive. Right. We do crazy shit. We do like you and I at 16 years old, see the sign says 35 and being that we're good at math. We're like, I wonder if I can double that. Mm. You know what I mean? I wonder right. if I can do 70. And you don't even know why you want to do that. I've never heard of a girl doing that. Yeah, I, I wonder. The first thing I want to do is jump my car. I don't, I've never seen a girl like be like, hey, I want to, I can't wait. To, my girlfriend used to be like, can you please not rev my car over 3,000 RPMs? My dad said it's not good. I'm like, what? It's definitely got to be a biological thing. I don't know if it's like testosterone or just men. It's the same reason like men are, you know, more dominant in basketball. But it is fascinating because like women love watching like crime shows and stuff, but it is men that are usually murdering with with the higher uh, insurance too. I mean, you know, I'm not playing the victim because this doesn't affect me. I'm not going to cry over it. But there is a massive attack on men in the media where it's like men are committing more suicide. You know, there are things that are disproportionate. It's not to say that men need to cry about it. But, you know, I think what they're trying to do is they're, they're trying to like feminize men. They're trying yes, to for men. sure. They're trying to demonize men. And I have an interesting take on it. I mean, socially, it's obvious what's going on. But politically, I think I figured out why they hate certain groups. And once again, I'm not playing the victim. I'm not saying other racial groups don't face certain things because there are black, Jewish, Muslim. Everyone has their own thing that they're they're dealing with. But in America, if you, if you really unbiasedly look at the media and say, who are they constantly like bashing in left wing media? It's a lot of Christians, a lot of conservatives, Republicans. If you're a black Republican, they hate you. Trust me. Hate but, you. Hate but, you. You know, and then like white people, white culture. But once again, if you're a Republican, if you fall into any of those categories, they're going to hate you anyway. But it's like these are the groups that they hate. And if you look at statistically who's voting conservative against big government in in policies, you know, the white race is, you know, white race, whatever. That is the number one demographic voting men that they're also is demonizing. If only women voted, the entire country would be Democrat. If only men voted, the entire country would be Republican. It's that wow. the women are voting 
massively uh, a Democrat on a skew. So it's like every group that they demonize, I don't even think they have a deep insatiable hate for, you know, race or gender. It's just like they know if they can destroy this group and badger them that they can gain power. And here's what I say to women or any group that's voting in favor of Democrats. They're not doing it for your best interest. If they can assume total power, we're all screwed. So they're, they're just scapegoating right now. The groups, it's not like, oh, white people are amazing or they, they don't need any scrutiny, but it's like they've identified racially. This group is an issue. This religion's an issue. This, you know, even now Hispanics are starting to mo- vote more conservative and you're seeing these op-eds, the white supremacist Hispanics, the Hispanics gone awry. And it's like any group that doesn't vote for them. I mean, you know, look at like someone like a Candace Owens or like a Kanye West. They say one thing against the media narrative and all of a sudden they're like literally Hitler. You know, it's like they right, right. Anybody right. that questions them gets gets yeah. bamboozled. But they know statistically uh, who will benefit them over time. And I feel like they're trying to, you know, socially engineer to get power, just like with the illegal immigration. Uh, I'm part Hispanic. My, my stepfather is 100 percent Mexican. Uh, I'm not saying that to pander. I'm just saying my like a lot of my family is Hispanic. But anyway, you know, it's not like they love illegal immigrants. It's like there's two things going on. One, they're doing a cheap labor thing with a lot of corporations. Two, they understand the voting patterns of certain people. And if you give them money and and, and a visa, you know, they're going to vote for you. So they're I don't think they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. I think they're and they've said this publicly, like they're 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 trying to figure out how to win places like Texas. But then if you say that, They'll be like, oh, that's racist. I have videos of them literally saying that. You know, it's not like I made this up. You know, Democrats are literally like, yeah, if we do this long enough, then this will be a blue state. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Do you know Jorge Ventura? Dreamwear? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Dreamwear? Dreamwear. Dream- yeah, he's a, hard, he's a hard worker. He's a good guy. Great guy. Hey, do you ever have guests on your show? Oh, yeah, I have a podcast now. Dreamwear podcast. How, how long have you been doing it? The podcast I've been doing for a couple, like a month or so. So I just okay. kind of restarted it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I saw it. you have the bandwidth to do that. What do you mean? Like time wise or? Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's every day. Wake up, get some sun, go to the beach. You know what I'm saying? Get get some burpees, some pushups and, and get working. So I, that's why my book's not done though. And even songs and stuff, you know, when I record my own songs, I'm like, I write my own songs. So sometimes I do shows. It's something has to give, but I always get the get it done even if you're a liberal woman man even if you're a democrat you don't want a liberal uh man <laughs> i'm telling you you really don't do you think you really that, you really you really don't and, i and, mean and, i've been and maybe maybe as a maybe as a conservative man you do want a liberal woman maybe i think like but but you <laughs> you you're you basically you are you are you are um there's two things with problem with the liberal man like the 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 rich liberal men like they're all like pharma executives they hurt people for a living mm. i mean I'm, I'm that's a huge sweeping generalization but you but you feel me on it and yeah it's it's, it's interesting i think they're this- basically closeted they're the liberal people are basically closeted homophobes and racists they're they're basically closeted and the re- they're pushing so hard it's the guy yelling from his front porch i am not a pedophile anyone who's right. doing that you right. do not let your kids go play at their house. You're not like, oh, he's not a pedophile. Go ahead, kids. No. I knew the second I saw a BLM sign on someone's front porch in Berkeley or in Portland, I knew, oh, those are the racists. I know it. You have, I mean, you're trying to keep that narrative alive, that there's us and them. 
I met this guy one time in LA who was like a Democrat, just like, you know, I don't know. He was like super left wing. I saw his Instagram. We were drinking. He invited me back to his place. Like you want to smoke weed, whatever. I went back to his place anyway. You know, he was telling me about how much he hated Trump, this and that few drinks. He starts calling using the N word and not like in like a rap song or something. You know what I'm saying? Like right. basically, yes. like, these, these N words jump me and blah, blah, blah. And this and that. And like, and, yeah. I, and I was sitting there, I'm like, is he just drunk saying this or does he think because I'm more conservative that we talk like this or something? But it's like I've been with I've been wasted with Republicans all the time. I've never had someone like like he, it's almost like he just like freaked out where, like you said, it's like, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. Like five drinks. And he's like, I'm yep. these people. I'm like, bro, if you're getting robbed, move to a safer area, dude. Like, you know, but it, it was this weird thing where. You know, on hey, the- dude, it's the same with the conservative senators who are again the conservatives who like spend their life being anti-gay, and then you find out they're getting their dick sucked in the bathroom. <laughs> or, or the right. guy, um, the guy in New York, the attorney general, ten years ago, I forget his name, um, uh, Weiner or Spitzer. Yeah, Spitzer. Spitzer. He's Spitzer. he's his his whole career's built on stopping prostitution. He's caught in a fucking brothel. Right. It's right. like you just know. That's <laughs> I. You just know. Right. It's it. I mean, the world is wild, and and. Uh, yeah, we so. know if you have a black squ- blackout Tuesday, we know you're racist. I just know. I know you are. I want to say with the li- like liberal men, you know, for women sort of thing. Yeah. This was my experience even before I knew what woke culture was. Woke culture. I just thought it was like hipsters. You know what I'm saying? Like li- liberals. They weren't as annoying, but they were kind of like beta starting to become beta. When I used to go to New York with my friends, like women would like throw themselves at me. I'm talking like literally just come up to me and like want me like immediately. And I, I couldn't figure out. I mean, I was like, I didn't think I looked at, I was, I was young and I didn't. New like, York city, New York city, Manhattan, in New York city. But then okay. I started talking and I was like, I mean, I, I, I like the confidence boost. I was like, damn, I must be really, really steezing over here. But they were like, Oh, first of all, the, what my women friends were telling me in LA or, or in, in New York city at the time was like, there's more women than men, but also all these men are like these girly, you know, men and like beta dudes and like women aren't really even liberal women are not really interested in that. So I find even in L.A. and in New York City, like, you know, of course, there's the psycho like, oh, my God, if you even think about Trump, I hate you. But for the most part, just biologically and literally, like even liberal women are not interested in these like gangly, like self-deprecating, like, you know, betas. So I, I found it to be like almost easier when I go to liberal cities because it's like the last time they've seen someone that isn't like a puddle, you know, like crying themselves to sleep yeah. in a puddle. They yeah. like would run up to me. I, I, it was crazy. I was like, dang, yeah. this is a great for my confidence. You know, <laughs> It's so, funny now that you mentioned that. Um, I think that I was at a party in New York City one time and I went home with this girl. I didn't sleep with her. But I think I was thinking, I think that's the only time that's ever actually happened in my life. Like usually for me, like getting a girl is like I, I've I've had no I've, it's it's work. I'm never it's like like I got to go out with you twenty times before you let me kiss you. Like I've never been to a bar and some bitch like take me home and fuck me. Like I ain't that guy. Sorry, just just I don't got those looks. Never had them uh, or that skill set. But you're right. In New York City, I went to a party one time and this fucking hot chick who was an executive at a TV station took me home. Yeah, it's a different world out there. And the I dudes was- are the dudes are. It's kind of weird shaking those dudes' hands. I feel like in a weird way, like their way, fingers come like more- when you shake their hands, their fingers do this. Like, listen, people, <laughs> if you shake a motherfucker's hands, even if you got a bitch handshake, don't let don't let your fingers start crossing. Like, keep them like, well, like, like <laughs> I find that New York is more liberal than L.A. Like, obviously, L.A. is liberal and so is San Francisco. But like, New uh, New York, York's, it's almost yeah. like the echo chamber. And I, I saw it six years ago because I I had friends. I was born uh, near near New York, you know. 
uh, in the tri-state area. And uh, a lot of my friends moved to the city and that the echo chamber was more severe in New York than it was in L.A. And I had a friend that, you know, came out as gay uh, and then we were sitting and I was talking to him. This is probably like 2016. I don't even remember 2017. And we're talking. I said, hey, like as far as like gay, straight, bisexual, like I get it. Um, but like, what's up with like the thousand sexualities, like demisexual, pansexual, you know, I was kind of like joking about it. like, if you're bi, just say you're bi. And he's like, like, he got like offended. And it was like, I mean, there's a huge difference, you know? And like, if he would have just joked and been like, there's a difference, I would have laughed too. But like, he got so offended. And I'm like, that's, that's before it even really came. Right. I, it was like boiling in New York city. And I think that's what happened. And like that echo chamber got crazy. And then it started growing where they all got comfortable with it. It was like on the outskirts. And then they got it to break through to these corporations because a lot of them are in New York. And and then it just got to the point where it was like, you know, it's everywhere now because they're running everything. But it was I saw it boiling and I just thought it was weird at that point. I was like, I don't care if you're gay, straight or bi personally. However, yeah, what's up with a thousand things yes. like you need a thousand things. And, and he was like, well, it's more yeah, word we fuckery. It's m- and I was like, damn, that's crazy. These people are. It's lack of precision. It's the same same thing with gender. There is no such thing as gender. How do I know there's no such thing as gender? Because I don't have a gender. I, Sevon Matosian, do not have a gender. You cannot make me have a gender. I don't have a favorite Bigfoot. I don't have sure? a favorite You're- boogeyman. I don't have in the comments said you were a transgender, so I don't know. Uh, yes, Someone- yes, I am a transgender. Yes, I'm a fully transgender. I think jumping rope is feminine, and I love jumping rope. So I must be transgender. I'm non-binary. But I'm telling you, biologically, I'm a fucking huge cock-swinging motherfucker. Biologically, I'm a man. I'm an astronaut. gender, I have none. I I identify as a pansexual astronaut. So if you ever want to go to Mars... Where did you get that? Is that... Yeah, all right. So I got this. That thing Um, is dope. During the pandemic, when they were making people wear masks, like, and it was like bad, you know, like before you could get around it. I bought this and I would put this on and walk around with it. And like, they'd be like, excuse me, sir, can you put your mask on? And then I put that on and I would start screaming at them just to kind of like troll. Like I, I would be like at like Cheesecake Factory and they're like, excuse me, sir, put your mask on. I put this on. I'm like, and I'd close it. They'd let me do this. But then I'd start yelling at them and be like, you know, you think a mask works? You need a full helmet, you know, get your helmet. You know, you need the helmet. And like, I started just treating them like garbage. That was my way of not freaking out and getting upset. And like kids loved it. Like if someone was with their family, they're laughing hysterically at this. Like they're like, oh my God, that guy's Where'd so you get it? Just but Amazon? I wasn't doing it just to be funny. It, it was like, I was holding a mirror to how crazy they were. And it was just like, yeah, I would wear that to every restaurant I went to. Just go full helmet for my mask. I didn't, um, LA was bad. I didn't, uh, I lived, I lived up in Santa Cruz and although it was bad, I, I, I am really around a ton of betas and like, you really don't have to do anything. Like you could, you really don't have to, like, you don't have to, like, you can just be like, fuck off, get away from me. People be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it, I, I haven't been there in years. I mean, I, I used to live in LA, but as far as like, this is maybe, maybe it's just because of who I surround myself by, but that like her here, like, I don't see them in the real world. I know they, I mean, they almost work at Google and Facebook and stuff, but it's like, it's such this crazy ideology that I, I almost just feel bad. It's not even like just making fun of them. I'm like, you know, this is not a good mindset. This is not like a long-term solution and you're going to be depressed. You know, like if you're a man and you hate yourself and you're ashamed of your race and you're only, it's, it's also, 
as somebody who works out and stuff, like David Goggins, he's black, positive mindset. He, you know, he doesn't ignore history, but he works hard. That's just how you win in this world. My, you know, I watch sports. Like, you think they're crying in a corner because of like, you know, 200 years ago? No, they're working their ass off to be great in the, in reality. So this idea that you shouldn't learn from the great moments in history and take the good from everything and, and build off of that, you know, that's just like a recipe to just being depressed, mentally ill, like weak, you know, unhealthy. It's, it's, it's sad because it's, it's, it's really unhealthy. Very unhealthy. How, how are you for time? I'm chilling. Cause I got up early. Usually I sleep a little later. So I got up early for you. So I'm, I, I know got, that's you know, crazy. You did it this early. Hey, we, I have to pee. Can you hold on? Can you hold yeah. on for 30 seconds? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll read, I'll read some. Remember comments. we're live. So don't do anything crazy. Like pull your dick out or nothing. Yeah. No, that's, that's what you do when I'm, yeah. lose you? I'm good. No, I'm here. All right. I'll, back in All right, I'll read some of the, I'll read some of the, uh, the comments. Let's see. Anomaly F. Yes. I have a horse head mask that I would use. Yeah. That was the vibe during the pandemic. Like, you know, I, I didn't want to be like, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to wearing like a mask for two seconds. It's, it's the craziest thing. Sir, can you wear a mask for three seconds and then sit down and then we'll give you bread? It's like you bring out the horse head, you get the, you get the space helmet. This one even has a little sound. Listen, hold on. Let me see if you can hear it. It's got the power visor. It says mission control to pilot. I, it's a little quiet. But Amazon, 20 bucks. Good good investment here. Someone said I'm late. Yeah, he ran out. He had to pee. Uh, let's see. See what y'all are saying. I'm going to scroll up. Someone said I'm pro gym, said Bruce Wayne. Exactly. I'm, I'm pro gym and anti-lockdown. Yo. Oh, you were talking to people in the comments? I love it. Yeah, and I, I got good my dude. helmet back and stuff. I was trying to hold it down. <laughs> um, um, everyone's got to be watching you now. There's got to be people at the Fed watching you. You got to be Candace Owens watching you. Got to be James O'Keefe is following you. Like everyone's got to be watching you now. It, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good place to get the tidbits. Are you? Um, does that motivate you? How are you? Do you um, use that fuel? Does it intimidate you? Does it excite you? Does it? <laughs> It just, yeah, it just is what it is at this point. Actually, even the White House is watching you. I mean, someone at the White House is watching your shit every day. All, all four of those—the Feds, James O'Keefe, Candace, and the White House—I have a story about all of those because you're right about every single one. So, yeah, let Please. me know which one you want to hear. Let, let, I, let's let's start with um, let's start with Mr. O'Keefe. Okay, so uh, my I have a friend who is a a girl. She she does like Republican stuff, you know, super nice and like super accomplished she just hits me up and says hey you want to go on a boat with james uh you want to go on a boat with james in like 30 minutes or something and i was like yeah of course so what do you mean I like wanna, just off the coast of la just off the coast here uh yeah i'll tell i'll tell you we'll hang out i'll tell you in person but we we went on a we, we were on a boat out in the ocean and uh it was me james a few people and uh, i got to chat with them for a few hours so you know that was pretty cool that she invited me he was there. I guess they're like family friends or something. And James loves if you ever like follow him on Instagram. He loved. He's like a good. You know, he, he drove the. He, he could drive boats and stuff. So he he often like sails and does like stuff in boats. So I got to talk to him for a few hours. And my takeaway from him was real deal. You know, I've I've always liked him and respected his work. It's tough, insane, really scary work, but uh, real deal. You know, because some people, everybody's got a theory about everybody. Oh, they're this, they're that. To me, real real deal guy, like straight up. Really Dude, honest, I'm in really. love with him. I'm yeah. fucking in love with him. He's a fucking warrior. I would never warrior. do stuff like that. And I don't knock it. I'm just saying that's not the type of person. I don't like to 
be sneaky and do stuff like that. I don't like it. Like it's 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 tough stuff because now you're kind of asking, you know, not like it. I know he knows the law and it's legal, but like it's crazy work to do. You know, like crazy. Undercover. And, you know, me. people want to try to do it to him now. Well, that's that's also how I feel spiritually is if you do something, you are inviting it to yourself. So like I'm not that type of person. I'm more like a hippie sort of thing where I don't yeah. want that type of energy in myself. If I'm sitting with you ever, you can guarantee I'm not privately recording you, whether you're my worst enemy or my best friend. Right. That's not the type of person I am because that's kind of how I live my life. And I like to even people that people can come and talk trash to somebody that I like. And I've always even people I'm like they've been cool to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a loyal person where if they have a bad fallout, something happens in the media. If you were nice to me and good to me, I'm not going to bad mouth you. You know, I'm right. Right. But like with James, I mean, and I'm not saying he's bad, but like he is just different energy warrior. You know, I'm, you've gone too far. I'm going this way. Like it's, it's, you got to have a whole, you got to be a strong person to do what James does. You know, like what I do is not nearly as tough as that. That's, that's pretty crazy. But you know, I, I got really authentic vibes from him and, and it was definitely a cool experience for sure. How about when he was like in the halls of Congress and he was like, he I don't remember what he said, but he said something that basically alluded to the fact that like, hey, if I die, he's like, he made a post like, hey, I'm not suicidal or he did one of those posts. Do you remember that? This is a few I didn't months see ago. that, no. Oh, I was like, oh shit, shit must be getting scary. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think he, he seems pretty fearless and uh, I'm sure with him too, like, cause like, I'm sure a lot of people are always trying to like throw fear on him as well. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I think to yeah. me, like manifestation wise, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't like that personally. And especially him, I, I don't know what he thinks or what he likes, but it's like, you know, I don't try to invite that type of energy where as, as I mean, clearly like if you do what he does or like, say you go, like you go to war and you're fighting and you like, it's a dangerous job. You're a police officer. It's a dangerous job. You play in the NFL. It's a da- it's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So there's a level of danger in everything. Uh, driving a car, you know, more people will die in cars than like journalists will get, you know, in trouble. So it's like, there's right. extremely da- And I try to look at it like that. So I don't really freak out because, <laughs> you know, everything's dangerous in this world. And this is, uh, you know, it's not it, probably James is safer than like a football player. You know, it doesn't seem that way, but you know, it's like there, there's these physical sports where, you know, you're bashing each other's heads 16 times a year for 10 years like you know your chances of getting messed Connor up Connor and Nate Diaz fight yeah I mean that's another one UFC I mean I love UFC because it's as somebody that respects greatness just the toughness to just get in an octagon and beat the living hell out of somebody like you know just the same way you respect James O'Keefe because you're like that's tough work like just beating another man and, and have you met Dana? Like to the, de- I mean, it could go to the death, but it doesn't. It's like, what? Wow. I love you. I, I take a drink and I'm always like, oh, oh, <laughs> are you going to be here Saturday? Uh, uh, say are that again. You know, see Saturday. Yes. Yes. I want to watch the Tyson Fury fight. Do you like boxing? Oh, I'd love to. I love. Yes. Yes. Tyson yes. Fury, man. Let's, let's yeah. watch it. Okay. That would be dope. Yeah. I'm a huge Fury fan. I've tried to get yes, him on the podcast. Yes. Hey, are you friends with Dana? Dana White. Dana White. Do you know him? I wish, man. I love, I love Dana White, but I've never met him. Never spoke to him. I can't, you, I mean, he's, he's incredible what he's done as, as a, as a man of society, what he's he great. has done is amazing. He's the best sports CEO ever. In my opinion, like he's, he's a, what I love about him, a lot of things, but in NBA, I don't know if you know this, if you question the refs, you can get a $30,000 fine for questioning the refs. 
in the UFC, Dana White, the head of the UFC, will question his own refs after a fight. Like he's the realest of uh, of the CEOs, no question. Yeah, I I, I really like him. Um, I also what, I, what one of the things I like about James O'Keefe is that sometimes I think of him as like sort of being like having Asperger's or or like autistic, and then and then he flips the script on me and he's spinning records and he's dancing and he's doing like vaudevillian things, and I'm like, wow, this guy is fucking a renaissance man. Right. But that's also like Elon where it's like, yes. you know, like I don't know if Elon's autistic or Asperger's, but like there's this level where like, you know, you just take it to uh, where I don't know with James. I mean, when I was he seemed chill, but like nah, he's he could dance like Michael Jackson. He's amazing. But it's like that's the thing. It's like in order to be great in something, you know, like those those type of people like I don't. I don't know what Elon says he has or if he has anything, but like his socially awkward, but like genius level, like humor stuff is like, you know, there's something there for sure. But it's, that's definitely like just the same way that like someone's tough childhood drives them to be like an absolute monster in in a sport or something. Right. Uh, um, Don't ruin his story. Lone Star. Get quiet. (laughs) You pipe, pipe down over there. You did the spirit of the story is still accurate. Someone said refs don't work for UFC. Well, I, I still though. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. He still, he still. When he questions them, it fucks with the commission, and the commission is someone that most owners would kiss their ass, and so right. he's not kissing the commission's ass. Well, I see. And, see how right. that works, Lone Star. And, and, and the reason they do it in the in, in NBA too, it's not. I don't even think it's just because they own it. It's just they're trying to protect the integrity of the league, and if people start thinking the games are rigged, it looks bad on them. But what weirder way to gatekeep that than to block it? You know. Right, it's like right. he could do that and say, we want people to think these fights are fair. So you're not allowed to question it. So I think I think it's more like, uh, you know, people's perception of how fair it is, is why they do it. But you might be right. I don't know. Um, and What about uh, Candace Owens? You, I think you were on her show, weren't you? I was. I actually. So the, the way that me and Candace met is actually reverse. What was. Uh, OK, so I had a big platform on Facebook and I found her video and. I'm not the type of person I'm not taking credit. She's done stuff in her life. You know, she's, she would have been, she would have been huge anyway. I think she's just got the spirit and the energy. Um, but I found her video when she probably didn't even have a hundred thousand views on YouTube, found it, captioned it, uploaded it on my Facebook page. I had to share information I liked and it got like 30 million views. So I actually have a signed book from Candace where she thanked me for being really the first person who made her go viral and blow her video up. So I met with Candace before most people knew about her. She never was on Fox, never was on anywhere. I had coffee with her and I remember sitting with her that day and she, she was asking me like, why did you blow my video up? And I was like, I just liked it. You know, I didn't really have an alternative motive. I had a page for content that wasn't on Facebook that I wanted to share, but I couldn't find it. So I made my own page. But what I did differently is people never do this to me. I don't care, but I, I, I credited them. I tagged them. I made sure I was giving them, but I wanted to get that info out there. So, you know, I, I don't know exactly what she wrote, but, you know, she considers that to be really her first big break that I, I gave her. I, I not only uploaded the video, shared it, but got it like 20, 30 million views. And to be fair, I didn't get it 20, 30 million views. I mean, you can't just get any video that much. It right, was, right, it was amazing. right, so, right. And then she went on to just crush it and um, you know, so when I was on her show, I have her number. I just text her. She'll text back in five minutes. Say, yep, that's fine. You know, so I, I, re- I really appreciate that. She, she signed the book like that. I feel like that's definitely iconic. And the things that she's gone on to do with Trump and Kanye, it's definitely the six degrees of separation and like how planting a seed can grow is, is fascinating. But yeah, that's, I'm definitely, um, 
you know, grateful to be a part of that journey and a, and a pretty big part of it. This is not a dig at her at all or at anyone else. She's great. I love what she does. What she does is so important. Unfortunately, I'm the, the most racist thing I'm ever going to say in my life. What's really important is because of the fact that she does it because of her melanated skin. Because you have to be so fucking, um, you have to be so cocksure of yourself and think so clearly and be so healthy in your mind to do what she's done. But it's the same reason why obese people need to speak out against the coronavirus, that black people need to speak at people with melanated skin need to speak out against what's going on on the side of liberals. Because re- because there's something really convoluted going on. And, and it's like what you said in the beginning, um, uh, p- the worst thing that could be... Uh, Growing up, and, and you obviously experienced this too, the worst thing anyone could call you in the state of California is a racist and then right. a pedophile and then a homophobe. No one – like we're terrified of those things and a sexist. But but when black people will finally stand up and be like, wait a second, that's not racist. Right, right. Then then it gives us cover. And and it's I, I just can't – and but you have to be able to think so clearly and not emotionally, which is fascinating for her since Miss Owens is such an emotional creature. She's so young, um, and, and she but, – but, but, but as a compliment to you, you are still the least biased person thinking clearly on the web right now, in my opinion. You're the I most concise it. and least biased, and it's and – it's, um, yeah, she – I think all those people know that. Uh, like O'Keefe knows that Owens knows that. everyone knows this about you. You're a fucking your account. And, and I said it earlier in the show, you owe it to an anomaly and to society to repost everything that he puts up in your story. You just I appreciate should. It. Yeah. With, with Candace too. I want to say like, I just was reading, I don't know the exact statistics. I read 98%, but like obviously a majority of black people vote Democrat, but black women apparently it's upwards of like 98%. Like, and it's, you know, like, so that demographic, like if you narrow it down to women is, I mean, that's 90, if that's true, that's 98 out of every hundred black women. So as corny as it can be sometimes to be like pander, like, oh, we need this, we need that. But like, it is really true. Like in order to break this spell that people have, you know, it, it, sometimes it does take somebody in that community. And I bet she yes. has woken up a lot of people, but at the yes. same time, there's some people that just, never learn. And, and it, it's this fascinating sort of thing where, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. But at the right. same time, America would be so much better. I'm not saying everybody has to like love Republicans or anything, but like this brainwash mentality of like everybody right wing is racist. So I'm going to go vote Democrat. It's, it's the most, you know, it's just, would you rather have your daughter be Candace Owens or your son be Al Sharpton? Oh, Candace, fucking, for sure. do you, you want someone who feels <laughs> sorry for a whole generation of people and all they do is create victims for sure. or do you want some, a strong, yeah, a strong leader who fucking teaches people to stand up for themselves? Right. Take fucking 20 Candace Owens for sure. Over no, 10 no, million. That's like the answer. Like yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. Crazy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, what about um, uh, the White House? What interaction have you had with the White House? I got to go. Um, like I said, I'm I'm a I'm Italian. I'm Polish. I'm Czechoslovakian, and I'm I'm part Puerto Rican. But uh, the Hispanic Republicans invited me to the White House under Trump, so I got to go. Uh, no and, shit. Yeah. Talk like I didn't I didn't meet with him and sit with him, but he spoke. There's probably like a hundred people there. We ate Hispanic food. They had mariachi bands. Like I'm 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 drinking. Lincoln's behind me. It was epic. That was definitely a moment for sure. That was so. How cool. close were you to Trump? How close were you? Uh, I would say 
probably like 20 feet. I could have been like a foot from him because my 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 friend who invited me, his name's Jesse. He's in a wheelchair. If I would have, and I didn't like ditch him, but there's so much going on. We're we're doing our own thing. If I would have just hung out with him, he after he's like, oh, no, I'm like, man, if you would have chill with me, bro, I'm I'm handicapped. You could have sat right in the front row. I'm like, <laughs> it's all good because I, I didn't want to go early, you know. So I I, I kind of was towards the back because I want. I mean, I'm talking to people, I'm eating, I'm drinking. I'm not trying to stand for an hour just to wait to hear Trump speak. But my friend's like, you didn't have to do that, bro. You know, if you would have been, I was like, oh, I should have thought that because he's got the. So I could, I could have been front row, but I was eating, drinking, and I just. I got there late, so I was towards like the back of the room, but that was kind of by choice. Um, so so uh O'Keefe, the White House, um Candace, the Fed, the Feds was the other one. Can, oh yeah, the Feds, yeah. All right. So uh after January sixth, which by the way, I didn't go to, I wasn't there, I did I wasn't in DC, had nothing to do with it. Um, my father calls me and says, hey, someone from the FBI said they want to come to the house. I think they're lying. I think it's a fake thing. So he gives, I said, give me the number. He gives me the number. I look it up. It's literally the FBI. So I'm like, oh gosh, what the hell? I knew it was about January 6th though, because I was reading all these things where they're going to people. And I'm like, I'm just annoyed at this point because I'm like, I wasn't even there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's just annoying because what? So I gave them a call just not because I wanted to talk to them, but like, I didn't want them to show up at my father's house. You know, he has nothing to do with it. So they just said, yeah, you know, along the lines of like, we're looking, we got a tip that, you know, something about January 6th. And really what I should have done in hindsight is just probably said like, you know, I need to talk to a lawyer because now I understand that, you know, there's all sorts of tricks that law enforcement can do to try to set you up. But to be to be fair, they were extremely chill and they didn't like press me too much. And I didn't I, I'm not dumb. So I wasn't just saying like dumb crap. I, I told them the truth and I said I wasn't there. Um, I wasn't even in D.C. And I told them just for the record, I said, I, I appreciate law enforcement. I understand you're doing your job, whatever. But, you know, one thing that's annoying to me is I'll go to an event and I've taken a picture with Roger Stone one time. I don't even know Roger Stone. Someone just said, hey, this anomaly, you got to take, take a picture. Now I got Democrats saying anomaly works with Roger. Stone. I don't even know the dude, you know? So it's like, it's, I just told him, I'm like, maybe I was, I was like, it's just annoying that, you know, like I take pictures with hundreds of people. I'm sure I've taken a picture. I mean, I go to events, 50 people want to take a picture. I'm not fact checking. Who are you? What organization do you work for? You're, you're a supporter. I appreciate you. Maybe right. they saw a picture or something, you know, uh-huh. I'm, I'm everywhere. So it's like, I just told them that it was annoying that I was getting roped into something I wasn't even at just cause I have a thing, but for the most part, yeah, they didn't really, they didn't really like press too much. It wasn't like hours. It was that they asked like a few questions really. And and really it was over, but I, you know, I was like, I, it just really ticked me off. Cause at least if I was there, um, you know, it's like, I was there, I, I didn't do anything, but I wasn't even there. So I'm just like, what the hell are you calling me for? You know, or like bothering my father for, um, did, did you, when you spoke to him, did you speak to him in person or on the phone? On the phone. Interesting. Damn. Well, because they say, I mean, this is why, because normally it's like whatever, but like, you know, I'm, I can handle whatever I have to handle, but like, it's just like, why are you calling my dad? I guess they didn't know my number or something, but it's just like, man, I don't know many people that got called that weren't there. Most people were there. It's just like, and, and maybe, you know, in a weird way, I guess with the Trump stuff, I've been calling him out because he sells the vaccine too much. And I think one thing that really annoyed me was that phone call not the fact nothing happened i wasn't under investigation it's just like 
don't call my parents. You know what I'm saying? Leave my family right. alone. Right. But uh, I think I'm extra annoyed at Trump because it's like, I'm not saying it's his fault, but like his leadership's just been piss poor. So it's like, he does this goofy event that's all about himself. He's telling people to do this. He doesn't really have an aim. He's talking about Mike Pence. Mike Pence is not going to overturn the election, bro. Like I wanted you to win, but like, this is a Hail Mary. You know, last second, we didn't get what we want. Let's do a Hail Mary. I'm all for throwing a Hail Mary in a football game, but you got to understand it's a small percentage chance. You got all these Trump supporters hyped up on it. I think it was overblown. They exaggerated about what really happened. There were some idiots, but not it wasn't everybody's fault. But then after January 6th, you know, I'm getting, I'm not going to say in trouble because nothing happened, but like I'm getting annoyed by it. I'm being semi-affected by it. And now you're running around the country selling vaccines and I'm supposed to I suck up to you. I'm like, no, bro, you kind of suck now, dude. You know, so that kind of ticked me off even extra more where I'm sure people feel the same that actually went to that event, had their whole lives ruined. Some people lost their jobs and didn't even go in the building. And then you got Trump pardoning like random criminals, not even caring about his own supporters and selling vaccines. You know, that to me, that was really like a moment where I was just like, you know, now your dumb stuff is like annoying me like extra much, but it ended up not being a huge deal, but it, it it's like, yeah, they're like, we're watching your videos or whatever. And it's like, I hope you're, yeah, you popped up on their radar for some reason. I mean, I, I, I feel like I know why it's cause I mean, I go to protest events. I take, when I go to a protest with like a, you know, anti-mandate protest, I'm taking hundreds of pictures. You know what I'm saying? So every, I mean, I've taken pictures with people that I know, do things that I, I don't, I mean, I don't agree with anybody completely. I'm myself. I'll never say no to a picture and I don't care. I still won't, you know? So it's like, I I'm, I'm debating people, talking to people, doing live streams with people, taking pictures with people. I must've popped up like 10 times probably, you know, I got uh, 800 million views. So they were, to be fair though, they didn't like, I know they can entrap people and like hassle them. They kind of just let it go pretty quickly. Like they even said, I, I don't know. They're like, I, I'm sure out of everybody they investigated, I was hopefully the least crazy one, you know, because there are some people like, we got to go, Patriots. We got to go and fight, right. fight, fight. You know, I'm not, you watch my videos, I'm making jokes and stuff. I'm not, I'm not telling people, I'm telling people to do push-ups and stuff, you know, because I really believe that. I'm like, you know, what's the point of being at the Capitol if you're, you know, I'm like, get, do some burpees at the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's, let's get some, uh, let's get some smoothies up in here. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like throw things at Mike Pence. This this video um, that on your um, on your well, it's, it's it's a video of the of the director of the CDC. This is completely fucking mind boggling. Which one? The, I'm gonna play it right now, right here. Yo, the it, CDC is so bad. It's it's nuts. It's you guys are gonna have trouble hearing this, but don't worry. I wrote down what she says, and, and I'm gonna tell you guys what she says. But ju but just check this out real quick. Check this out. Here sure, we let's go. listen. The reason why the price of nope, sorry, not there, not there. There it there. is. Yeah. Give me one second. About why go. they were wrong. Yeah. Just that. Here's what it is. Here's the video I watched today. Could we have improved? Um, well, you know, I think. I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came. But I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came. Listen, that that's the director of the CDC telling us that she got the information about the vaccine from the CDC and uh, or she got the information. That's the director of the CDC saying she got information about the efficacy of the vaccine from CNN and that she was hopeful that it was true. Right. And it was optimism. So she was wrong. 
Can you How, wait? It? Isn't the Center of Disease Control supposed to give information to CNN? Not right, CNN right. give information to the. I'm like, and when data, I see shit if, like that, I'm like, how is anybody believe anything now? And we're not in the science community, but like, say, even if you're doing some sort of study on fitness or something, like you're you're supposed to do the experiment and look at the data. You're it, it's a total bias to say, well, I want this to work, so I'm just going to say it did before yes. we even get the results. It's it's psychotic, even in something like basic, let alone like the entire world's depending on your thoughts, and you're just watching television, being optimistic, like. She's I actually have a picture over here because I like to hold it up and like troll and be like, ah, like, look at her eyes. She's like a full blown nut, you know, She's like, ha- ah. that is a great picture. Thank you. How how no wonder now the feds are going to come to my house. How about how about the fact that she also says no one thought that this would that this vaccine wouldn't work on other variants? Uh, Excuse me. We all thought that. Right. We, we, we have you, have you heard that video? I've put it on my Instagram where the, the, um, CEO of Pfizer says the first two shots barely work. If at all, they made $38 billion off of something now that he says hardly works. If at all, can you imagine if you bought a car and two weeks after you got home with it, they were like, Hey, sorry, it doesn't work. Yeah, and they're acting like you no can't one could do that. that. And it's like, well, because you censored and banned <coughs> everybody who said that because you weren't allowed to say that. Like, they're so corrupt. It's it's literally outlandish. And at this point, I honestly believe that most people know that. I know people that are fully vaccinated, that love vaccines, that feel duped. You know what I'm saying? I know there's the psychos. They exist. But, you know, that's why they're rolling back of the mandates and restrictions and stuff, too. They're going to get blown out in November at the current rate, and they're trying to figure out how to like reach out. I mean, they're losing Hispanics. They're they're looking really bad, but it's like these fringe leftists. The further they go, they, it's finally starting to like lose even like people who believe them for Musk. I mean, you got to be pretty dumb at this point to be like, oh, like. And this is why Donald Trump kind of sucks now because he's on television, not just saying he's proud he did it. He's trying to say it's the greatest human achievement and it saved a hundred million lives. And you know, like he's like, I'm like, dude, I know people that are fully vaccinated that get every vaccine that literally think they got duped or at bare minimum, they wouldn't consider it a top 100,000 achievement in human history. And you, the conservative candidates on television, trying to sell it as if it's the greatest human achievement, even Bill Gates isn't doing that. Bill Gates has come out and said, this wasn't what we'd hoped. Yes, right? yes, he said, this yes, isn't what yes, yes. Donald, that's what blows my mind about Trump now. Why it's so annoying is like, people get mad at me on the right. I'm just like, he's selling the vaccine harder than Bill Gates is. Like that's, it, it's, he's doing too much with it. If you just said, hey, I like Operation Warp Speed, whatever. But if you're if you're going to say it's the greatest human achievement, bro, nobody thinks that nobody thinks this is the greatest human achievement. Like, it's not how about the VAERS report? How about the VAERS report? Well, that's another crazy topic. I mean, without saying too much, the, the crazy part is the government made that when when Reagan did the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. It was created by the government to, to study side effects. And now you have the government and the media who works in many cases for the government telling you that it's a conspiracy theory. It's not Alex Jones didn't create the VAERS report. The government created it purposely to study this stuff. And now they're gaslighting people into thinking that you shouldn't even look at it and consider it. And how about before the vaccine came out, how before the COVID vaccine came out, they said Harvard, the home of fucking liberalism said that that, that VAERS is, it's actually 90% worse than that. That's only 10% of the injuries. 
Right. Uh, Meaning, RFK always talks but about now that. it's not reliable in the opposite right. direction. Right. And, and I've talked to doctors who are who are liberals and they say, hey, the VAERS report is 100 percent right. And it's probably way worse than that. And they go, why do you say that? They go, because we don't get paid to fill it out. So we don't fill it out. We have right. to do it on our own time, so no one uses it. I was like, oh, shit. And if you mess up, there's a huge consequence. So if you yes, lie and yes. say, I'm vaccine injured, and you get caught as a citizen, there's a massive penalty to pay. So massive. I mean, once again, yeah, I think the only logical conclusion would be is it's probably underreported. And it's it's flying off the charts for this one. So it's just like if you were to say it's inaccurate and we're, we got to do better – I wouldn't have a problem with this. But the, the fact that they're gaslighting people into thinking it's a conspiracy theory, they made it. So then there's two options. Either the government's incompetent, duh, or you're lying. So it's like... The, or both. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> it's next level. That's where I feel like they've kind of played themselves. And I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic where I'm looking at like election betting odds and Republicans are favorites to win 85%, 75%. They're, they're kicking out the mass mandates on the plane. They're not doing this because they love people. They're doing this because they have the data that people are not buying it anymore. They're getting blown out of the water by Joe Rogan podcasts, you know, Instagram, TikTokers. They're not competing. So they're trying to like regrass reality. And here's where the exciting part's happening. I'm reading comments on CNN, Liana Wen, these Democrats who are saying, oh, I'm done with the mask mandate. They are getting obliterated by their own supporters because they created a Frankenstein. They created a group yes. of people that yes. are psychotically attached to these false realities and this like enslavement of themselves. And now that they're, they realize like, yo, I'm not going to win office. We're, we're going to get kicked off television. Like nobody's watching us. Like we're, we're being weird. Their own supporters are eating them alive. And all I have to say is that's what you deserve. You lied to these people for two years. You got to reap what you sow. And, and, and they're trying to play the fence. They've, they've gone too far down the path of lies. Like, even people I don't, I don't really watch Hannity and I don't like him. And I honestly think he lies about wars and I think he's a warmonger, but he can pivot because he doesn't lie like a hundred percent of the time. So he's able to pivot. Someone like Tucker Carlson's able to pivot, Laura Ingram. And I don't even watch Fox, but it's like, they're not like Brian Stelter, CNN, Liana Wen. I mean, they've, they've dove so deep into Joy the She's disgusting. Yeah. They, it's not even possible for them to pivot like they're trying because they've lied too much. I don't I don't think Sean Hannity doesn't lie. I think he lies quite often. But compared to Brian Stelter, he looks like, you know, like, do you think these people know they're lying? Like, do they? I don't think Joy Reid knows she's lying. Yeah, she's a women. I think she's a purveyor purveyor of racism, but I don't think she is. I think she honestly thinks she's fighting it. Like women tend to be more emotional on average. That's why with the Democrat, the women, the children, they catch women. And I'm not saying all women. There's a lot of smart women, a lot of dumb beta emotional men. But like, you know, women tend to be more emotional biologically. And it's really a great thing. It's like men and women aren't exactly equal. They have pros and cons. Women are more amazing at certain things. That's how the world works. You're not supposed to be exactly the same. You make babies, men do other stuff. But in general, I think Drew Reed is like when you give a woman power and, you know, she just starts going the wrong direction. Like she's a nasty, wicked woman because she's just like emotional, angry, all these things that in order to be like reasonable, you you can't be super emotional, super angry and super obnoxious. Like she's been fed so much power and she's just like a, you know, a beast of evil, in my opinion. And I'm not saying like everything she does is wrong, but, you know, she's like drunk I, on, she's she's drunk on the, power for sure. I don't, I, I don't know what she thinks, but she needs a. Uh, she needs like an intervention, I think. You know, like her friends coming together and being like, Joy, we love you. 
Um, but you get rewarded for that, right? You get a million dollar contract and everybody loves you. So how are, <laughs> you're getting positive reinforcement for being batshit crazy. Have you ever watched The View? I mean, they, no, 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 oh, no, 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 I cannot. I cannot. Like their energy. I like certain women talking. It's not like I don't listen to women. The view, I call it four harpies yelling at each other. Like they just, it's like, ah, you know, like they're screaming. I'm like, these women are terrible. It's just like such a bad vibe. Can't believe people. I see that. all those people as the base of systemic racism, by the way. I see all of those people, Joy Reid, they're demanding that people be racist. The view is demanding. That's right. how they make money. Without, without, if racism, basically what I think is this. I think racism was just about fucking dead, but since it exists in people's head, right? No, no one wants anything to die in their head. Like I don't right. want Sevon Matosian to die, so I have to keep him alive. So, so, it, and it's the same thing with um, uh, right. people searching for Bigfoot. If you really believe Bigfoot's out there, you eventually will start seeing signs of Bigfoot. These right. people, and so I think it was resuscitated by these people who need racism in order to survive because it's part of who they are. Right. They have either some sort of guilt for it or that they are racist and they resuscitated it. And they are at the essence, the, the like I said before, and that's what I see the view as. That's what I see Joy Reid as. That's what I see the whole, the whole left as. And what's crazy is, is the more and more you dig into the left, um, you realize, oh, wait a second, the KKK, those were all Democrats. Oh, wait a sec, the people against the civil rights movement, those were all Democrats and they voted against it. Oh, wait, Al Gore's dad tried to filibuster the Civil Rights Act. I mean, and then you start putting it together and you're like, holy shit. Right. Holy shit. And all my Democratic friends, they it's always like, oh, the poor Mexicans. Oh, the right. poor blacks. Oh, the, there's this there's this fake benign kindness, which is really pity and feeling sorry for people. And I don't have that in me. I see well, everyone's like, my fucking equal. You could call it what they would call it. I mean, I don't like to overuse this word, but like it's like this white supremacist ideology of like, yes, that's I need what they to help are. Yes. you because you're a Mexican yes. and I, yes. the white man, needs to help you or I, the I'm intellectually superior than you. Yes. Yeah. Like you can't do it on your own or you need my intervention. And it's uh, the mindset key. I think you get that. And Kanye talks about that a lot, too. He's like, if you don't teach this to my kids, they're Kanye West kids. They're the great. They're great kids. You start teaching this stuff to my kids, you, you, you're putting like this mental enslavement on them where now they're this oppressed group when they're multi. They're, I mean, their father's one of the richest people in the country. And you're you're treating them as if like, you know, they're, they're, they're like slaves, you know, or like that. They should have that type of mentality. And he hates that because he understands how to be free and how to be successful. And it's not with that mentality. When it comes have you to met you, him? Have you met Kanye? Have you had any I have not, No, I, oh. I do know people around him. Uh, his his uh, the guy who designs his shoes. His name is Steve Smith. He's super cool. He he's like the he worked at Adidas. All these like New Balance. Kanye picked him up, and that's who like designs all his shoes. I've I've had lunch with him, and he's like super cool. He's told me like he likes Kanye obviously a lot, but uh, you know I've I've been close, but no, nah, I haven't I haven't had a chat with Kanye. Go out to the ranch, do some shows from the ranch. Uh, Kanye is a wild guy, though. He's hard to catch because one, he's so famous, but he's also like a, you know, entrepreneur, flight hopper. Like even Steve was telling me, like, you know, Con even for him, he works for him. He's just a hard, you know, he's he's not only a hard guy to catch, but he's also now family first. So, you know, not only is he a jet setter, but he's got kids and, you know, he, he, he's, he's turned in a million different directions. It would be a pleasure to talk to him, but, uh, is he still yeah. with um, um, Kim Kardashian? Are they still together? No, nah, they broke up and she's with a skeet. He calls him skeet Pete Davidson. She's like dating Pete Davidson from SNL. 
Oh yeah. Wow. That's the guy whose dad died 9-11, the firefighter. Right, right. right. Wow. Hey, you know, I do trip on this. I do I do think that, that there's there's something to the fact that people marry their moms and people marry their dads. Mm. That, that, that that's what you go after. And you think about who Kim Kardashian had as her dad. Mm. She had she had she had uh that that Armenian cat, the lawyer who ended up right. dying. But then she had that other dude, Jenner. Jenner, yeah. And and, and and Kanye's got some shit going on upstairs. Sometimes I wonder if if, if Kanye's as confused as uh as as Miss Caitlin. Well, and there that, and then that's what she's attracted to that type. And, and there's no right. doubt that Jenner's it was a fucking great man, right? But yeah. fuck, dude, the last thing you'd want to do is go through the torment of having a fucking like that. Doesn't look fun. What Caitlin's doing that looks like yeah. a lot of work. Getting up, doing your hair, the makeup, just the whole. All that transformation there, shit looks like more work than I'm willing to do. I don't even like to put – I put goo in my hair for this podcast. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's a paradox where you have this guy who's trying to be Christian. And he's trying to make a Christian out of the most – I'm not saying she's not a Christian, but you know what I'm who, saying. Who, she's Caitlin? Most, who, Caitlin? No, I'm talking about Kim. She's oh. the most like you know out there, liberally cultural person out there. So, it, I mean, it's that's the hardest person to make a Christian wife, I would say, in the whole She country. is a liberal? Um, uh, I don't Card- – I mean – I think she kind of plays both sides, but like, I'm just saying as far as like, you know, would you consider her like a classic, like conservative Christian wife? You know, no, she's out. She's, you know, you know, done up out there showing off. I'm not, I don't, I'm not judging, but I would say she's one of the, and she's, you know, uh, like, it's just the hardest person to make a housewife out of, you know, <laughs> like he right. chose the hardest person to make a wife out of, but maybe he likes a challenge. Um, I wanted to say real quick uh, on the on like the racism stuff and how the left does it. I, when it comes to like the BLM stuff, not only the riots, et cetera, but then they put like BLM on end zones and in, in NBA games. Do you think? And uh, <laughs> I'm curious to hear your answer. All this like racism ends on on like the end zone or like BLM on the shirts and like you know and racism now. Do you think they even converted one racist into a non-racist? No, other way, the other way, completely the other way. Right, right. Not even one person looks at an end zone. Oh, you know, I've hated this race my whole life, but you know, now that I looked at the end zone uh, type typographic, um, you know, now I'm not a race. I don't think they converted one single person. Only millions of people despising the organization more, and you know, taking it out on others. So there's no way they've they've done any work. Dear, dear America, dear BLM, dear the left, there were hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds of millions of people who never noticed black or white people. They just didn't think like that. And now, and the perfect example is my wife. My wife went to Whole Foods. She came home and she goes, I had a black checker. And I go, yeah, this is like a year ago. I go, yeah. And she goes, it's fucked up. And I go, what's fucked up? And she goes, I would have never thought I'm 50 years old or 47 years old. How I've never thought of my the, my checkers race or ethnicity right. or anything, and I'm facing this checker and I'm wondering to myself, oh shit, does this person does this checker think I'm a white supremacist? Right. And my I, wife is like the fucking nicest, fucking coolest, fucking person in the fucking world. She's dope. Right. And I, and, and I and I and I know what caused that, and it's the same thing that my friend told me the other day. His five-year-old kid was taught at school about Rosa Parks sitting in the back of the bus, coming up to the front. And do you know what the kid's takeaway was it from it was? 
The kid at that point hadn't noticed that there were black people and white people. So under the guise of teaching civil rights, this kid was introduced to the fact that black and white people are different. And there's this that it just there's this stupidity of what how people think that the human brain works. You think you're doing something good, but what you've done is you've partitioned society. You are enforcing racism. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be taught. I'm saying it shouldn't be taught to fucking five-year-olds who aren't fucking ready to distinguish between the world between black and white people. Right. They're not, it's, they're not there. Well, Kanye do talks about Black History Month. He calls it Black Future Month because he's yeah. like, let's stop talking about what's bad about the past. And let's talk about what black people are doing now. That's amazing. Imagine if you learned in school about how great Michael Jordan was, right? Imagine if you learned in school about how great, you know, a black inventor was or a black, you know, uh, journalist. Like, I mean, your, your perception would be so different. So it's not you can't teach about race. And here's the crazy thing about Rosa Parks. You know, I believe at this point, a lot of that was somewhat of a psyop because there's a lot of reports that say like the real Rosa Parks, like the real woman who was doing it at first they considered her too ugly to really like catch on. And, and Rosa Parks apparently was an attractive woman. So they, they almost like used her because it was more photogenic. And at that time you don't have cell phones and stuff. It's like a photo can change the whole world. So I think it's like, there was this activism idea going on and they, they like, you know, uh, edited out who it really was and kind of told Rosa Parks to do it because she was more attractive and they thought it would work better. No shit. Where do you read that? Um, I would have to look it up. I mean, I, you know, I, I try not to speak about stuff. I don't know, but let me see. Rosa parks. Pretty. Wow. I want to, I want to see if it, God, the whole idea of psyop and all that shit that's been introduced to me in the last couple of years. It's just fucking. Yeah. If you search, if you search about, uh, you know, some of that, it, it's hard to, I would you have dip to do into, a little background, but do, do you know, Alex Stein, primetime Alex Stein, he's been exploding on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've talked to him. I thought he was a liberal, but then he messaged me and said, Anomaly, I love your stuff. So I had him on my Instagram live for a little bit. He's wild, huh? Yeah, he's definitely like, he's definitely going balls to the wall. Yeah, I had him on the podcast and I was, I was really fucking nervous. You know what he did when I, when he came on my podcast? What? He streamed it live to his without telling me. I mean, he told me once he came on, but like we set it up and he goes, Hey, I'm streaming to my YouTube too. Okay. And I thought, I thought, wow, that's a little presumptuous without even telling me. And fucking while we were on there, he had like, at the time he had like half the subscribers I did, but he made like a, like 800 bucks in donations. Like people love him. I'm having him on again soon. I really like him. He's wild though. Yeah. 800. Yeah. That's a lot for a stream. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. People, I think his, his popularity is doubled in, in, in the last few months. He's exploding. Well, he definitely has found out what's working. It's hilarious. And, you know, he like, I don't know how many town halls there are where he's going, but I mean, you know, I get it though, where as far as like, you know, for him, he's really funny. He wants to, you know, get his message out there and troll where it's like, once you get, and this is the key to like success. It's like, there's a lot of one hit wonders and everything where it's like nowadays with the internet, you know, if, if you're a hard worker and you don't want to squander, you appreciate it why why fade away you know so he's taken his momentum that he had with the one video and turned it into like he's keeping it going probably because he's worked for a long time and you know either when you get it you you blow it or you just keep it moving so he's just you know just trying to like double down on everything and just just ramping up did you, do you know the story about his mom dying he told me that yeah that's crazy yeah yeah crazy really crazy and and hey man that's the kind of shit that could be like rocket fuel 
for you for you know 20 years right like your mom dies because of some bullshit some politician did you that's yeah, fuel for yeah, sure yeah yeah you're gonna be a fucking force to reckon with yeah real quick i, w- I want to say something like about on, on the race thing like and this is even on the right this kind of gets misconstrued and i think kind of like you do like mindset like i i love how you talk about race because it's like at the end of the day of course you do want to understand evil and, and, and what ha- bad things but at the same time you know people are impressionable so I, I do believe regardless of your race like it, your mind is what you fill it with so even though psycho left-wing people i don't just stare at them all day if i did that i would be insane and a lot of people are even on the right so you know i purposely only like entertain certain things that i think are going to be beneficial um but like even on the right like they're complaining a lot of times about you know say like anti-Semitism. And, and there's a group called the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. They're like a Jewish left-wing organization that is really far left and, and they do a lot of weirdo stuff. And I think to myself, of course, there are bad people that are hateful and nasty and like hate groups. And I understand that these people exist and I'm not denying that they're that every world's perfect. But to me, if you really ask me like, and even the right wing, I feel like is guilty of this where they're, they're focusing on that all the time. To me, a group like the ADL is kind of like a BLM. I feel like they've created more hate towards their people than any of their enemies have. And that doesn't mean their enemies don't exist, but like someone like a Colin Kaepernick and it's like, dude, I always like Colin Kaepernick. I actually supported him kneeling. I don't care. But like now it's like he's, he's saying it's like slavery, but then he wants to go play for the thing again. He's doing deals with Nike. It's like, he's just a corny dude. Now I I supported his original kneeling. Like, I don't care. Do what you got to do, bro. But now he's kind of cringe. So it's like, you know, even the right wing's always trying to like fight anti-Semitism. And I'm like, you know, of course there's going to be uh, radical people, but in my opinion, as someone who sees both sides and I'm, I'm like really observing the radicalization or the further right or whatever you want to call it has grown astronomically, not randomly. Like people just found a book and read it. it it's been groups like the ADL. It's been media going insane, right? More people are into conspiracies now. Why? Cause they're looney tunes. No, cause the media is full of crap and people are going elsewhere there for their information. So it's like, to me, with all of this stuff, the only way to end it, like you're talking about, it's a mindset and a teaching, but it's also like a self-accountability thing. For sure, I don't think that the end zone racism typograph, I don't think it converted a single person. I That type of- I think it did, but just bigger, the wrong way. I think it made people racist. Than just writing yeah. a word on an end zone and thinking a racist is going to like you now. I mean, you got to talk to people, make a good point, show them somebody black that's awesome. And, you know, Daryl Davis has gotten a lot of people in the KKK to quit. He's black. He did it by talking with them, having a conversation with them. He's a jazz artist and he's such a chill guy there. A lot of these people in the deep South, they've never met somebody like that. They've only met degenerates or, you know, seen things on television where, you know, that, I mean, I definitely see statistics like you do. I'm not a moron. However, I'm grateful to have met different people. And I realize there are anomalies. There are, you know, people like everybody is not a net sum of their race or gender. And now I understand that although I could point out crime statistics, it doesn't make me a racist. And I'm not going to blame right. Candace Owens for that. You know, so it's, right, like, right. it's this dynamic of like, I can talk about race, honestly. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to blame everyone. And there are people who do blame everyone. But th- th- what's radicalizing them is not these hate groups. It's groups like the ADL. It's groups like BLM. It's the mainstream media. So I find that the best way to stop racism and hate is like, you know, these the, the, these people have to be a little more accountable because it's almost like, you know, BLM and ADL. It's almost like they're they're using their race as a shield and like sacrificing their, their brand. They are. 
for yes. their own political agenda, which is yes. like, yes, is not. That's exactly right what BLM is. You said it. They're, that's exactly what everyone on the left is who's black is they're sacrificing their their race for their political agenda. Right. It's it's fucking nuts. And to think to think that color has of your skin has anything to do with this stuff anyway is complete batshit crazy. It's right. all cultural. We could easily take we could easily go back five thousand years or however and just switch Chinese for black. And the blacks would be uh, the orthodontists and the Chinese would be the basketball players. We just changed the game up a little bit to fit them culturally. Them well, like this, your skin thing, color has I nothing wonder. to do with shit except your relationship with the sun. Zero. Well, that's it. You, I'm interested in that because I, I don't have a big stance either way. I've heard I've heard all people talk about IQ. People talk about where you're from. But it is interesting where like, uh, you know, like say like height wise, like, you know, there's not a lot of Asian people in basketball. Jeremy Lin was amazing. But yeah. like, I mean, Yao Ming was really good. But it's like the height is part of it culturally. Now you see a lot more Europeans in the NBA. I mean, there's yeah. actually a lot of white Europeans in the NBA because now that it's cool, it wasn't always cool in Europe, but it's been for the last 20 years. So now like Luka Doncic is one of the best players. So you do see Watch that, out. Although, the white man is coming to the NBA. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's almost like the NBA is getting whiter now. It's not diversity training. They didn't hire him because he's white. It's just culturally they started taking the game more seriously. And like, you know, usually they play soccer. Uh, I'm open, like as someone who's, you know, the race I am, it's like, it just doesn't offend me. If someone said, I think your race on average has a low IQ. I think your race. You're on not even a real it. race, dude. Listen, <laughs> listen, Mexicans I, are bait are, are native or indigenous people of no, South I'm America. I'm Italian, Puerto Rican, Polish. Fine. Don't ruin my story. Um, <laughs> Mexicans are basically 300 years ago. There were no Mexicans. The Mexicans are just native Americans who were raped by the Spaniards. And it was a, psyop to call the mexicans and to um now make them the poster children for catholicism the 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 if if the akc american kennel club won't recognize the pitbull as a real dog how the fuck are we recognizing mexicans let's just say it got, for what it is those fucking black, people were raped by the spaniards i got black friends who 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 say listen my grandma told me we're native i'm not from africa i'm and he told me I have a dictionary from the 1800s, and it says if you look up American, he was here. He's he's actually a rapper, pretty well known. But we're we're hanging out, we're chilling, we're listening to music. He goes, he goes, bro, go get that dictionary. This was a funny moment. He said, look up what American means. And I read it, and it says the coppered colored people who were here. And he holds a penny to his skin, and he's literally the exact color of copper. He's black, but he don't look like that square on my wall. He's copper colored. So he said, <laughs> I'm yeah. actually native. I'm Native American. I'm not from Africa. They try to tell us we're from Africa. Some people are, but he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm actually native, but there's darker natives. And he's like, they tell us that to control our minds, to make us think we came from slaves. I've never been a slave. So he's like, I'm not, that's not who I am. That's not who I ever was. There's millions of people walking around thinking they came from slavery when they actually didn't. Some people I'm sure did, but I'm just saying it's like that type of mindset. But as somebody that's Polish, Italian, this is a superpower of mine. If you told me that you think Polish people are dumber on average, if you told me you think they're weaker on average, I don't care. Because listen, when I'm playing soccer, when I'm playing basketball, it don't matter what race I am, or what race you are. You might have a biological advantage or whatever, but I'm there to play. I'm not a net sum of all the people that look like me. You know, I, I, right, I definitely right. maybe I have cultural connections to my ancestors, and I could talk about that. But I, I've never thought of myself as a net sum of anything. I, I appreciate it. I'm not denying it. But, uh, you know, I'm responsible for my life. So it's like I don't I, I don't care what people think. You know, when they say, oh, that's racist, that's you could think what you want. I'm willing to have a debate about it. But when it comes to genetics, ancestry, 
I, I, I listen, I learn, there's still a lot to be learned, but I, I just don't put that much stake in it where it's like, you know, if someone says something I didn't agree with, I would, I mean, Farrakhan says things all the time about, you know, white that I don't agree with, but I actually think it's funny. I don't, I don't call him a racist. Like he'll be like, you know, created in a lab or something. I'm like, they're like, Are, does, isn't that racist? I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. If he thinks like I was created in a lab, I actually don't care. I think that's actually really funny. You know? <laughs> like, it's, hey, it's actually look, really, yeah. Look what it's, this guy wrote. This is great. You don't know racism until you're three or more races. I'm Mexican, Filipino, and Scottish. In school, I was either the white kid, the Asian kid, or the Mexican, depending right. on which group or fr- Yeah. But let me talk to Nick real quick. I actually appreciate that, especially yeah. in this world, because I could go in any neighborhood. Like I'm part Hispanic. I lived in a Hispanic neighborhood. I was on the bus with gang members going to work. No one really bothered me. I didn't stand out that much. Armenians think I'm Armenian. Every, you know, when you kind of look like Nick, you know, I mean, because people think like white, but I mean, you go to Iran, people have lighter skin than me. You know what I'm saying? You go to parts of the Middle East, Syria, people have lighter skin than me. You know, Canelo from Mexico, the boxer, he's white. He's like, he looks like he's Irish. So you know, this skewed perception of the world that everyone in America is black. and It's like, yeah, I get it. But uh, it's actually good to I mean, you're Savan, you're, you're the exact same way. You could almost fit in in every single neighborhood and people probably think you're them. If you're with Jewish people, they're like, they're like you Jewish. You're like, no, but yeah. I can't be, you know, but if you're with Armenians, you're Armenian. You could look Hispanic. You could almost look Indian, you know, like you could be with Indians because there's light skinned Indians. Be like, are you it's it's kind of nice to you know, blend in sometimes. You don't, you don't stand out. So glad I'm not white. I'm so glad I'm not white. <laughs> Do you, have you ever gotten that before? If you're around Indians, they think you're like a sage Indian, like art, you know? Well, this is kind of a new look for me, but, uh, okay. but, um, but yeah, I, it's coming, it's coming. But I, but I definitely get Jew, Italian, Greek, Armenian. I could be any of those. Like right. um, Mexicans always think Europe, I'm Mexican. If I no say one. I'm Sevon, they call me S like all, all my Mexican people I meet, they're like, Oh, Esteban. I'm Esteban. like, no, Sevon. They're like, Oh, nice to meet you, Esteban. I'm like, you so ra- it's, it is nice though, especially when you're traveling or you're, you know, cause I mean, in general, sometimes it's, it's not like a bad thing to stick out, but for sure in certain neighborhoods, you know, it's, it's nicer to just like slip under the radar sometimes, especially if it's like not a safe neighborhood, you know, it's nice to just slip under the radar for sure. <laughs> yeah. Brother, three hours and one minute, maybe one of the longest podcasts I've ever done. I I've been really standing appreciate up the whole time. That's why I'm stretching. You know that? Yeah. I'm not even sitting down. You're a beast. I'm in I got a, a, I got a standing desk that goes up and down, you see? Um, uh, I'm going to say goodbye to these cats, but hang on a second. I want to find out um, how close we are to each other. Yeah, I'll just – well, if, you, if you're down uh, on Instagram, just text me your number. I'll just give you a call. Okay, and I yeah. also sent it to you in my email. Okay, I'll do I that. Just rang my doorbell, but okay. Thanks for checking in. Um, I will uh, send you my phone number. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll give you a call right in like now. five minutes. Someone, guys. someone just rang my doorbell. Okay, bye. Right. Guys, thanks for checking in. Holy cow, what a show! What do you think? What do you think? We had anomaly. I hope that's not the feds at his doorbell. <laughs> okay, great show. Uh, let me see who we have. I don't think we have anyone on tomorrow. I'm gonna do a live call-in show. By the way, we had our biggest live call-in show ever uh, yesterday. Um, I don't know if I give Hunter McIntyre credit for being a guest. I guess I will. Um, oh, tomorrow morning. Oh, tomorrow we have Armin on. Big UFC fighter. Big, 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 big UFC fighter. If you don't know who Armin is, Surakian, you should look him up. A-R-M-A-N. 
Uh, this guy, I think his only loss is to Islam Makachev. And Islam Makachev is supposedly the future of the 155. For those of you who don't know the 155 weight class, that's Justin Gaethje. That's Oliveira. That is Conor McGregor. And uh, there's two big names in that uh, coming up, and they are uh, Islam Makachev and Armin Surokyan. So uh, I'm not sure how how great Armin's uh, English is. So tomorrow's show is going to be interesting. But he's an Armenian dude, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him. That will be at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. All right, guys. Matthew, thank you so much. Solid podcast, fellas. Uh, thanks for the honesty. Always, I appreciate it, Matthew, a lot. Uh, every dollar counts. Um, yes, that Danielle Brandon show. So just so you know, I spoke to Danielle Brandon about that. She gave it a thumbs up. She has not agreed on a time and date, but I wanted to just put it up there and schedule it to start building the hype. So stay tuned. That is going to, um, that is going to move around that time. I think, I don't think so, but, but, but the idea for that show is really fun. It should be funny. A live call-in show and uh, people will be able to call in and ask Daniel Brandon uh, relationship advice, how to get girls, how to get boys, anything you want to know about, uh, about uh, the mating game. Uh, her and I will answer your questions. Someone like me, who is, it was a, uh, the hardest worker in the game and someone like Danielle, who's just a gifted gifted well and, and she's a hard worker but i don't mean to take away from her hard work look at that i stayed on for an extra two minutes usually i hang up when the guests hang up and you guys are just throwing cash at me sammy mr cop thank you that's my those are my initials Sevan adam matosian sam uh daniel brandon is gonna be awesome she's a good dude yeah it, it, it could be a really funny show it, if a lot of people call in and start asking her crazy shit it'll get good and she's game. She's game. She's uh, She ain't no punk. She's game. So I think she'll go hard. All right, guys. Thank you. And I will see you guys uh, tomorrow. Bye-bye.